0: Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in
1: that moment, oh my God,
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door Cinema Club. You're listening to Fox Sports, Radio. To Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
0: Greetings. Welcome inside. It is the Jason Smith Show at Fox Sports Radio alongside me, my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit Geico.com. Yours and my last show together for 2017. I'm going to let the expletives fly early and often tonight. You, you Then it will be you. our last show together ever. Because our bosses go, hey, 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 Harmon. Can't, can't curse on the air, Harmon. Well, two weeks to cool off. <laughs> nah, Welcome I, to the Justin Frostberg <laughs> Show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See how he staged a bloodless coup just that fast. You that thought I was really bad.
0: fast. It's the Justin Frostberg Show starring Keenan Allen. That would be the show. It would be It would be it Just Keenan nothing Allen but stats. highlights from, every, from Keenan every, Allen. A highlight stat. Highlight stat. Highlight stat. Highlight stat. Any from Arrowhead? They would, uh, they would need to extend it to an eight-hour show, though. That's true. Well, you'd have to get Philip Rivers in at some point. I mean, it wouldn't just be Keenan Allen. And you get a bolo tie. And you get a bolo tie. Aiden's <laughs> <Eighth laughs> called it right now. Frostberg <laughs> be a hell of a giveaway. Frostberg's doing bolo tie drops around the city. He's just throwing stuff. Out. Hey, Frostberg's giving out bolo ties, man. Just everybody get them.
2: But instead of the bolo hat, he starts throwing them like he's odd job in the James Bond series. Mm. And suddenly he's a mass, you know,
0: <laughs> villain. Spoiler alert: <laughs> he's a super villain. Uh, we have plenty of crazy stuff to get to tonight. We have sex in the clubhouse. Yes, not by me. We have a new, new foot allegedly. We have There's a new no sex. football league to compete with the National Football League. Weed, I've got some marketing ideas. We have our big predictions for the last couple weeks of twenty eighteen. I'll tell you why people really hate the Last Jedi. And I still am not the person that stole Charlie Villanueva's toilet. I think it's not too soon to talk me. about Last Jedi, though. Not I mean that's not no 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 spoilers. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'll tell you why there's people that go, oh, this is, I don't like this movie. Yeah, they I'll tell that. you exactly why.
2: Well, there's a lot of hateful people out there, and those are the people that have been inundated with friends and family, maybe uh, friends deciding they're going to come out to a theme park near you and take up
0: residence for weeks at a time. <laughs> but we have to start with this. Because you know what I hate about the NBA? What do you hate it's about it? It's so predictable. It is. It is. Every I, you know, you you, you turn a game on and you go, I know exactly how this game is going. No, are end. you talking on a macro or a micro? Everything. Because on a macro
2: a, level, we know so exactly what's
0: going to happen. Yeah,
2: well, at least to get yes. us
0: to June. At
2: the, on the micro level on a night-to-night yeah, night basis. I'm going micro. No, macro to, you're right. On the micro level, June what I would very love predictable is if we could figure out some kind of way to get into the brains of players to determine their motivations on a given night. Because the last two nights, let's call it what it is, two of the best teams in the NBA, I'd like to have them explain exactly what their motivation was against some uh, lackluster
0: opposition. Tonight, the Celtics, national television, were taking on the Knicks. Celtics are shorthanded. They're playing their fifth game in seven nights, which is something the NBA still can't figure out a way behind. Oh, five game in seven nights? I have no idea. There were no
2: expectations of them. They only only had
0: 10 players tonight that could actually play. Uh, Jalen Brown was ruled out pregame. So they had a tough time. So they played the Knicks. You know, the Knicks have been playing somewhat well, you know, doing the 500 dance, which the Knicks being 500 is like any team having three losses at this point. Kristaps Porzingis' stat line tonight. 23 minutes played. First game back after sitting out. Knee is 100%. Everything is fine. Allegedly. Porzingis tonight. 0 for 11 from the floor. 0 for 11. He scored one point. One point from Porzingis. 0 for 11. Yeah. One point for Porzingis. One point. One point. Did not play in the fourth quarter. Well, he was bringing the team down. Did not play in the fourth
2: quarter. He was doing everything he could to sabotage this otherwise great effort by his teammates.
0: So how did the fourth quarter turn out? It turned out like this. Beasley dribbles on him. Into the lane. Goes up and hits. Michael Beasley to the
4: rescue. A season best 31. And the Knicks are up 99-91 with 105 to go. F-E-F, 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 F-E-F. Listen to this crowd. The chance aren't for Christoph Porzingis, who
0: has not played here in the fourth. They're for Michael Beasley in his place. Nicks Radio Network MVP chance for Michael Beasley. You are fake, dude. Who is the – no, 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 that is true. He is the number one trending topic on Twitter right now. People trying to go, did Michael Beasley die? No. 32 points in 25 minutes. He was never this good in any one game at Kansas State in 2008. Well, he was fantastic for a MVP, while with the Minnesota MVP. Timberwolves. MVP. Not, not like tonight,
2: though. Uh, not, not like tonight. There you go. Maggie Gray, uh, SI.com. Uh, Asked Michael Beasley when he was playing in Shanghai, if he ever thought he would be hearing chants of MVP of the Garden. His answer: not by a long shot. You mean? And in- she made to, made sure to put four,
0: five <laughs> O's in there. A long shot. You mean in my garden? Like, am I chanting MVP to myself? Yes. Oh, Madison Square Garden. I just no. grew some great tomatoes in my garden. Michael Beasley in 25 minutes tonight off the bench, 32 points. Twelve rebounds and the Knicks beat the Celtics. 102 93. The NBA is so predictable, man. I can't stand it. I knew this was coming. If someone if I had done a radio hit today, someone would have said, listen, Porzingis won't even make a basket tonight. Michael Beasley's gonna have the night like he's never had in his NBA career off the bench. Write it down. Book it. Look what happens. Knicks, yo. I wonder what the parlay
2: of Knicks win the game outright and Porzingis scores one point. You'd <laughs> never game. have to work again.
0: No. You know the odds? I, I mean, really, I, I could buy the Lakers. I could buy the Lakers and, make, and I would sign Stay in your lane. both LiAngelo and LaMelo, and I would in, insert LeVar Balls in assistant coach. Not the GM? Uh LeVar, no, Lavar's got to be the GM. No, he's got to work his way up. I, I don't I don't want to we got to have some kind of drama. So he's got to work as assistant coach, coach, GM and then then he then he's right up there with me and Magic running so the he team. he doesn't have to start as the janitor. No 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 no. I I get more respect than that. Like you Andrew, want to play me one assistant on one? coach. Entry level. Yeah.
2: Um the line Entry for this <laughs> game was minus 3. Celtics were only given 3. On the the Knicks the Knicks given somehow. the number of injuries and short bench and well, the brutal schedule.
0: You you know, I know it's five games and seven nights, but l- let's be realistic now. This is not about the Knicks, although I mean, it your always kids played
2: how many soccer games in in two days?
0: Uh yeah, we do four games in two days. You know, but those are nine year olds, and they're playing for you know fifty minutes. And they got then a lot of energy. We're done.
2: done, but they play fifty minutes almost consecutively. This is a two and a half hour affair with a lot of rest.
0: Uh, okay, but you're also traveling and flying in in different cities. Five games and seven nights is that's a lot. That's oh, no, a lot. Oh, no, I'm, I'm the sarcasm
2: is just <laughs> dripping uh, off my chin here.
0: But, as I said, it's not about the Knicks. Well, it really is. It <laughs> kind of is. You are so embarrassed to lose this game if you are the Celtics. I don't care if you were missing Brown and it was your fifth game in seven nights. You played the Knicks and Porzingis went 0 for 11 from the floor. They don't have Tim Hardaway Jr. You're still not playing yet. He's still a week away from coming back. And you somehow found a way to lose to the Knicks. Not only that, you found a way for them to beat you by 10 and to kind of roll along with a 10-point victory despite the fact the Knicks had five turnovers in the last two minutes of this game. You still found a way to not make it close against the Knicks. That is absolutely Im- – I know you're at the end. I know it's five games and seven, uh, and you're looking at the holidays. Everybody's got Thursday, Friday-itis. mad. Blah, blah. That is embarrassing. You've got to be honest, to the Knicks though, this way. You were, really, you were really
2: scared in that final two minutes, though. But they were going to turn the ball over time and time I again. I wasn't scared. I, I knew what was happening. And, and this was going to be a Reggie Miller-like assault upon you.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> was going to start raining down upon Nine you. Nine points in eight seconds? No, that, wasn't, that wasn't happening yeah, tonight. It could have. Look at them. I mean, this is this may be as, as embarrassing a loss as you could get for the Celtics. But you look at it right now. I, I wouldn't make I mean, it was
2: only a three-point line. It doesn't.
0: But they lost by they lost by nine. Well, that's fine. And Porzingis didn't score from the floor. Well, that's the part of it that really. What would the line have been? What would the line have been if it was okay? Celtics by four, but I'm going to guarantee you Porzingis scores one point in this game. One point. What would the line be then? I don't know. We're going to have to
2: reach out to our guy.
0: Seventy. The Celtics are allowing Michael Beasley to be the number one trending topic. (laughs) This should not happen. Hey, Boston, it could be worse. Wild I
2: mean, it could be worse. I mean, there, there are other the, headlines. The, there you go. Thank the, you, Rob Gronkowski.
0: The Knicks can hang a banner. Michael Beasley, number one trending topic but on Twitter, at, December 21st.
2: But he, here you go. Look at the where last were five games, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make you that remember t-shirt. this moment. Where were you? Yeah, where were you, the Beasley T-shirt? The MVP chance. That's going to be his ringtone. You
0: know, eventually, aren't we going to have shirts that are going to have, uh, 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 you know, GIFs on them that you can actually hear stuff, like you see the video playing, oh, yeah. hear Give the it audio. Yeah, yeah. Are we no, gonna that's have that? a year from now. That's the Michael Beasley it's, shirt I it's, want. It's, Let's it's play it again. Play the chance again. <laughs> MVP! <laughs> to Listen Michael to Beasley. this crowd. If Tupac can show up in Indio once a year, why not? Oh, that is right. That what? should be the next thing. Tupac and Beasley do a duet. Both ah, in hologram that, huh? form. Hologram. hologram. Right alongside...
2: Hologram. The Leia and Obi Wan Kenobi. Look, last five games for Michael Beasley: 13, 15, 30, 23,
0: and thirty-two. He's whiting it up. This is a big. I, I mean, it. He's better in this run than he was ever good at Kansas State. It's so damn hot. And that's when, hey, his freshman year at Kansas State, he was at worst the second best player in the country. I mean, that was that was a phenomenal run he had. When it was, hey, this guy clearly is going to he, is one year and done. And he, you know, look. His career, he turned out to be more of a tweener and had much more difficulty than uh, fitting in and finding a home. You know, was he fat? quick enough to play small forward? Probably not, but he's not big enough to play power forward. A lot of things. Also, he had some issues off the court, too. But that's it. He
2: had a good first three years, and then it all spiraled out of control.
0: Last big-time
2: performance. You're looking at He started 73 games in the 2010-2011 season, averaging 19 a game and almost six rebounds.
0: But here he is. The more people are talking about Michael Beasley on social media than anything else, the people's hero. Anything Michael else? Beasley today. The ta- the we like plan. redemption
2: stories. We like comebacks. And here
0: in this holiday season, holiday, this warmed holiday, holiday. holiday this holiday. warms
2: the heart. No
0: question about it. We had the tax plan near the past today. We had all kinds of crazy stuff. People signing up for Obamacare. Papa John is stepping down. Michael Beasley is the number one topic on everybody's lips. I love America. We say who will lead us today It's Michael Beasley. <laughs> Twitter at How About Afresca. Twitter at How About Afresca, the Jason Smith show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next with yes, more on Michael Beasley. But <laughs> guess who is getting set to possibly bring back the XFL? I'm so excited. no, no. Do- w- wait a minute now, maybe. That might actually happen. Nice job, Alex Tightshirt. Nice job. That actually could happen. We'll have that story coming up next. And oh, by the way, we talked about the Knicks for the entire beginning of the show. And guess who didn't wake up? Shh. Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) i hate that song (laughs) michael beasley make a shot from inside the paint for me and make another one for me and keep shooting until the game ends really michael beasley instead of santa baby michael beasley keep porzingis on that big bench michael beasley see it works you are right, really a recency bias
2: kind of guy. Michael what have you done Beasley. for me lately? This movie is the greatest of all time. This is the greatest show that oh. I watched earlier today. This is the greatest slice of cheesecake I've ever had. You know, they don't and come. now this is the greatest player yeah. of all time. He's the MVP. Forget about poor Zingas. It's Beasley Magic. Wait, what, are you, what are you doing, Dick Vitale now? Oh, he's the greatest guy ever. I was thinking oh, about Dick. But, but I was thinking about Dick Vitale a little bit earlier. I was uh-huh. telling you about him. In lamenting the fact that Evan Longoria had been dealt.
0: Oh, do we trade the guy?
2: Plus, it's... Porzingis
0: is replaceable, Harmon. <laughs> He's Porzingis a system is a whatever. system. Whatever. They beat forward. the Celtics without him. Yeah, they don't need him. He, I can't vote for him for MVP now. Can't do it. You have a vote? I can't. Yeah, apparently I do. I can't vote for Porzingis In now. your own mind. You know you know who's the MVP? Who's that? The guy they chanted MVP for tonight. Let's hear it. That's the MVP. You can check that off the impossible list. <laughs> Do we get to call him a Unizard or whatever it is now?
6: They call me the Lizard.
0: No, I'm be- Beasley. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Beasley's nickname is. we just be. call him Champ? Mrs. Be- well, Mrs. Beasley was what's her name's... Thanks, uh, Champ. Yeah, no. Uh, 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 the Bees? The bees. The Bees the bees no you can't be the beezer why don't you just go that's by van,
2: that's van bees
0: no, you can't it's... steal that from the beezer john van that's the first time his name's been mentioned on sports talk How about radio that ever i'm you taking got that john that. van beesbrook on the show tonight the
2: best there is I... the best there was On this our final no, night no, no, together
0: no. here of 2017 no, not i get the, the beezer no because i know who the best is play it again i know who the best is into the lane. Goes up and hits.
4: Michael Beasley to the rescue. A season best 31. And the Knicks are up 99-91 with 105 to go. Listen to this crowd.
2: I can't get enough of that. I was Dunn really. But you know what I was expecting right there? Yeah. Was a Keenan all Allen I'm going to be real honest with you. Yeah, I was I really thinking MVP it was gonna go going to go sideways. Top, yeah. More than Sanchez gets hit. The you ball is say loose say and
6: bring you
4: anything. <laughs> I've never oh, seen
6: this before in my life. Watch this. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Brandon Moore back into mm. his quarterback. He's going to fumble the football. This is what Reggie White used to do to people. Forklift them. Just lift them off the ground. Listen Mark to Sanchez this crowd. not expecting
0: it, and it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball out. Sanchez was definitely the MVP that day. Oh, he was the MVP for a lot of people's uh, hopes and dreams.
2: That was one of the greatest Thanksgiving dinner conversations no, of all time. No,
0: I knew when I saw it. Can you believe it? that? I, knew, I remember where I was. I was standing behind my couch, Did and I watched the play. Do you have a T-shirt, though? Uh, Where no. were you? I need a t-shirt for the Where Were You the Night of Michael Beasley. I mean, what about the butt fumble? Uh, no, need one. no, I had friends of mine giving me, sending me pictures of that. Like I, every time I mean, I, I could design that shirt. i get, get the mail I go, why am I getting mail? Who sends mail anymore? And I open a mail, oh, it's a picture of the butt fumble. Thanks, I appreciate that.
2: Was it from Andy Furman? No, it was our not. Our colleague here at no, Fox Sports Radio? Did not get it from Andy Furman. He likes to send real mail no the no, guy not spends get it from more nope. on postage stamps no. a year than i make
0: I yeah i think he's on payroll at the post office well someone's got to keep it in business you know we're going to start getting those emails soon the post office was going to tax every email sent for five cents if you don't want this then uh you know let your people the post office know and forward this to 10 friends meanwhile so so some crazy ass uh scammer can get all your email addresses
2: Stop paying off giant buyouts Fake to people.
0: And then, How many email addresses do you have? What are you worried about? No, no, no. no. Like, send it, to, <laughs> send it to 10 people, and you want to send, tell 10 people, hey, uh, we got to stop the post office from taxing our emails.
2: That's two nights in a row. You've really been going in deep about scams and Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes. Because I mean, you know what
0: I said to myself? I said, talk about Ponzi schemes. I'll do that when they chant MVP from Michael Beasley at Madison Square Garden. MVP! Uh-oh. MVP! Listen to this crowd. All right, you never know how the world's going to turn and things are going to converge. You give me five hundred dollars, and then you get two people that you know to give you five hundred dollars a piece. Then you give me like two hundred of that. Then the people below you, they give, they find two people to give them five hundred bucks. They keep it, give you money, and you give me a little bit more money.
2: I'm and just going to ask the works. obvious question
0: here. Yeah, are we selling widgets? What, what is it? No, you're, we'll make enough just money. Just handing, handing you money? We'll make What's your mo- value proposition? We'll, we'll make enough money to buy the Mets.
2: That's how the pyramid scheme works.
0: Just, money least, just changed
2: hands for, for no At least you'll reason. have to have some idea. You yeah, know,
0: even fine. if you bought them, though, they'd still suck. No, no, no. I'd, I'd, I'd make sure that I would get the right guys in. I would I would have got Stanton from Jeter. I'd have the Marlins man wearing, my, wearing Mets gear. Yeah, like he was going to wave <laughs> his no-trade
2: clause to the Mets. That would have been funny.
0: Twitter and How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Uh, so more on Michael Beasley, the real MVP. Not Kevin love. Durant's mom. It's Michael Beasley is the real MVP. It's too soon, bro. You, might you get just ready. Soon. really just passed that mantle really fast. He had fast. 32 points in 25 minutes. If you don't like it, don't watch it. They chanted MVP.
2: Yeah. It's a new world order. I mean, that's like a, a wrestling chant right there. Get
0: ready. Possibly. Well, I mean, get ready for a new football league. And it might be the XFL. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the XFL. Vince McMahon, in a story that was first reported a day ago, now got serious. As the chairman and CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment, has withdrawn 3.34 million shares of WWE, which is the equivalent of $100 million.
2: Yeah. So he's
0: taken out th- almost three and a half million shares of WWE so he could get a hundred million. Why? According to the filing with the SEC Security Exchange Commission, the filing says primarily to fund a separate entity from the company Alpha Entertainment LLC, which Mr. McMahon established to explore investment opportunities across the sports entertainment landscapes, including professional football. So. He takes all this money out because he wants to start a new football league. Maybe it's the XFL. Maybe it's called something different. The company trademarked some old XFL things. And now they're Circle also back trademarking on those. Yep. URFL, which sounds like a bad link on your browser. Oh, Urful. you got a U- You got the URFL. You got yeah, the, I Urful. Go you yeah, got the Urful. Bad. I'm, I'm going to URFL. Is it because the U R the football league? Unions remember football? Likely. I like the you
2: are the football league because someone in the 300 level, you might get to run a play. You get to run off tackle.
0: You got to sign a lot of waivers. You're in reeks for a long time. I don't know. just trying to think of UR the asparagus. Asparagus. <laughs> <What> are The asparagus. What So he's going to start a football league. Okay. Let's, let's, let's talk about this now. Hello. He wants to compete with the National Football League. Let's just stop for a second and treat this like it's real. Like this can actually. Well, be see, something I, don't, that I don't think puts this is competing the with the league.
2: I think this is a.
0: He tried the XFL. It didn't work.
2: Well, but it there, didn't there, work. A
0: lot of problems with with the way they went about. It. Yes, there players that you didn't know him anything about. Now, is he going to do it in the spring when there's no football and bring more glitz and glamour? And maybe he's thinking the XFL was great. It was just a few years too early. That is what sure. I think is there. Sure, if, if, I, I can understand that, but is there? More of a desire for foot. Do we not see enough football now? No, we, we kind of get our football fix. We we get everything we need. But maybe he gets rid of that rule where if you fumble through the end zone.
2: <laughs> he's going to. Maybe write, he gets rid of some of these football rules league. that day we all that everybody hates. He's, he's kept n- copious notes of all the problems in 2017.
0: We all stand for the national anthem, and everybody waves the flag like Hacksaw Jim Duggan during the anthem. And we do special long anthems. We do... We do the Star Spangled Banner. We do God Bless America. We do our country, Tis of Thee. We do This Land is Your Land. We do Lee Greenwood. We do every patriotic song possible. Well, Lee Greenwood would probably show up and sing for you. Uh, He'd probably do the the theme song for it. We do all these songs because you'll watch, right? As long as everybody stands for the national anthem, people are going to tune back in and go, no, forget the NFL. I'm going to go watch this league. And if your other league is... Guys even have to catch the football for it to be a catch. Just has to hit them. I'm just very, very to, excited about Just has about to hit it. them, Tim. How good of a quarterback would Timo be if <laughs> no, all he, passes had to do would be to hit a player? i He so excited. still wasn't hitting anybody. No no, 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 no. I don't mean a receiver. They just have to hit a player. Hit a player? it just, just can't hit the ground first. It's like the old football. hit anybody.
2: You remember, did you ever had the electric football game? Where you'd line the guys up, and then you'd turn it on, and they'd vibrate, and they'd start running around. And some guys would just start spinning in circles. But then you'd have the little foam football
0: that you'd spring huh? with
2: the, the quarterback. Yeah, you had to hit the and receiver you had hit for
0: it to be a, a catch.
2: Yeah, that could work. That. Can we, are we dipping them in like, paint or dust
0: to prove that it actually hit them? <laughs> and Tebow now a perfect 15 for 15 after another one off his center's head. They're driving down. That is fertilizer. If you think this is a league that can find its niche, have I got news for you? We'll get into that coming up in a minute. But first, let's find out what exactly, exactly. is trending. I mean, besides Michael Beasley having the night of nights, Michael
6: played very Beasley tonight for the next 32 oh, I points. I like that. You used Beasley's
0: name is an adjective, Dominic? Thank Tomlone. you very
6: much. Shout out to the adjective people, including Jim Lapley. Chris Porzingis, one point for the Knicks. New York bounced Boston, 102 93. Celtics have lost five for the last eight. They started the season at 22 4. Chicago's seven game winning streak ends tonight. Cavaliers tame the Bulls, 115 112. DeMar DeRozan, 45 points for Toronto Raptors, 86 76ers, 114 109. And oh, this game just ended as my lips are moving, as they always are. Suns, who's your daddy, the Grizzlies? 97.95. And from the XFL talk to NFL talk. The guys in ties in the Ivory Tower on Madison Avenue, the guys that run the NFL, have handed down an edict. They've told the referees that they are now no longer allowed to use folded note cards on first down measurements after that circus, that little hullabaloo, the brouhaha, the rhubarb that transpired Sunday night in the Oakland Raiders-Dallas Cowboys game. And now, two guys, where every night, Monday through Friday on Fox Sports Radio. It's always a brouhaha, a hullabaloo. It's Jason Smith and Michael Harmon, the new improved Michael Harmon, on Fox
0: Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. As always, that was a very Beasley update you had right oh, there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It was up on Twitter at How About a Freshman. I thought it was more Barkley or Oakley than Beasley.
6: No, no, no okay. that would, that would be, No,
0: Oakley would be more if it was more uh, blunt and brutal, but you had a <laughs> lot of good adjectives. And okay. It was, yeah, it was beautiful like the Beasley jumper tonight.
6: Thank you so much.
0: We're live from the Geico Studios. Call 1 800 947 Auto. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Uh, we'll talk about Major League Baseball stars of the past having sex in between innings coming up in a few minutes. Yeah, buddy. But and now they're banging each other the xfl and we call it xfl we don't know if vince mcmahon is going to call this thing the xfl took out a lot of money today a lot of shares out of the wwe for a hundred million dollars so we can look at and fund a new football league i understand people thinking the nfl is vulnerable because ratings are a little bit down and and the league doesn't have a great image and it's football and people still love football but are you really going to run on the and run with the football is less popular because we're standing for the national anthem? I mean, you're really going to run on that? I mean, if you if you think the XFL was just ahead of its time and you want to go with that, what is going to make people watch the XFL now? I I if if you couldn't get it back then when it was new, and and people remembered it was, who's going to watch it now? You had, you had, you had, wrestling has been as popular as it's ever been. It was, it was never unpopular, but now suddenly people, oh, I'm going to watch this now. No one's going to suddenly care about something when you tell them here, care about this. That's the hardest thing is that this is a great spend. And will people watch the first week for a little bit of interest level? Yeah. But are they going to watch? I mean, really? You can't just say, okay, here, here, this is now care about it. Everybody watches. No one there is not if you're going to get the people that are turning off the NFL you're not going to have enough people to, to light a light bulb i mean the 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 people who are walking away from the NFL because of the anthems are completely overrated that's not a real story just because people say oh people are leaving because of the anthem it's a load of crap they're not people are leaving because the games aren't as good and local teams when they're not as good people unplug now you're going to say okay care about these other teams it's it's not going to happen no
2: i think part of this is the idea that you use that as your sounding sounding message in the opener, right? This is enough to get you eyeballs, because otherwise it's, ah, look, it's just foolishness. But when you can tie it to the political climate, that means it's going to get talked on, not just on sports stations. This will end up in the news cycle, all across, and on all of your news channels, whatever your, which side of the aisle you sit, you've probably heard it mentioned at least once, because it was tied to... The national anthem, it was tied to President Trump and moved on down the line. But when you talk about it from a purely football and entertainment perspective, we always wonder about the viability of a league where you go back to the the regionalization, like you do with college football, to a degree, which we bemoaned the Thursday night football schedule. But perhaps you have those local markets that can embrace the players, say here in Los Angeles, Here's a bunch of USC and UCLA guys, et cetera, and maybe there's something to it. And then the Midwest go, go from there and, and work it all around. But when we get into the spring and you're going opposite the NFL calendar, man, I mean, it's no more ridiculous than, well, the LeVar Ball scheme of a night ago that we talked What's about. I but here you're talking about a lot of players that cycle out of the league pretty quickly that are still household names that may have a year or two left, but based on their current NFL salaries and what minimums are for the veteran at their years and tenure in the league, that perhaps there's an opportunity to extend and that you have enough of name recognition. And let's face it, if you add the gambling perspective to it, again, different times, Mm -hmm. (laughs) different way of life. Oh,
0: Tommy Maddox winning the MVP, and I took home $30.
2: (laughs) But now you have the opportunity in the spring, people start missing football. And if you can capitalize on on that, as much as people may be tired of their teams now and as they go into that good night for the holiday season, that there may be an opportunity that an eight-game schedule, ten-game schedule, whatever the case may be, in the spring, because you're not paying attention to baseball in the first month. All right. You're not. And the NBA uh, playoffs are only in month one of three, so you're not terribly – you know, worried about those
0: either now i'll tell you exactly a way where vince mcmahon could make things interesting but wait frostberg's got a theory go ahead jay frost oh yeah i'm ready to make things interesting uh, go ahead go ahead i'm all for what if the 100 million dollars was all part of vince mcmahon's plan to fund lavar ball's new league
2: <laughs> now that's a theory and a connective Oh, tissue I, like I did not expect I, I mean,
0: Michael I... Beasley dropped 32 tonight anything's possible yeah that's true uh-huh. My- yeah you're right Michael Beasley I mean if you if you say okay I'll start that new spring football league again when Michael Beasley drops 32 and Porzingis goes oh for oh wow I guess I'm starting that football league no but think about this you're talking you about know, the imagine money. Vince McMahon and LeVar ball partners oh that would ne- that would never work it would never work. They'd LeVar, be in the ring at WrestleMania no. 30, Levar Ball would upset Vince McMahon so much he would sit down for an interview and then McMahon would hit him over the head with a chair. And not one of those, you know, WWE special folding chairs. It'd yeah, be a no real ketchup package. No, it'd be None a real that. folding chair. It'd be a real hard steel folding chair. We'd bring you back blading for real. But here's how you make it interesting. Now, if you if you want to take this, okay, seriously, let's go. Right, you would take. You really want to do this, Vince McMahon? You need more money than that. So whether either you have to take more shares out or you partner up with somebody else who's got a lot of cash. And what you do is you offer double the salaries that players can make in the NFL with your new football league. Doesn't need to be for seven, eight year contracts, but if a, a good if a player can make four million dollars, let's just say you're a four million dollar a year player, and the and the new football league says we give you eight million a year, you're interested. Right? If you're a 10 million, if you're a $15 million a year quarterback and 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 Vince McMahon says, I'll give you thirty million dollars a year. Well, suddenly if you're Kirk Cousins, you're going, Oh, wait a minute, I'm interested. And then here's what gets people. You guarantee the money. Fully guaranteed. Suddenly people are going, Ooh, XFL, NFL, I don't know. I could play in the NFL. I'd be the number one pick in the NFL. Boy, I'd say, But I could also go to this XFL. And I could sign for three or four years and I would have seventy million guaranteed instead of a seventy million dollar contract with twenty-eight million guaranteed. I like that. Your, would make things really interesting. I
2: like the way your brain works. That'd but be you interesting. obviously never took a math class in your life. Be, you and need more money. You need more money. You need billions of dollars. This isn't a hundred million to three
0: hundred million, which is No, no, no. You need a lot talking. of money. You're talking about yeah, billions. You, you need yeah, You yeah. Need. But you'd also it wouldn't be contracts for seven eight years it would be hey i'll fully guarantee your deal for three and give you double the money but either way i mean we're
2: still talking about you're you're talking about titans of industry have to come over the top with hundreds of million dollars of guaranteed revenue against what
0: but if it's a chance of getting into the getting into the nfl and you could start your own football league and you're one of the three guys who's doing you could be 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 a modern modern day abner double day you could invent a new football league. you could be, oh, my God. Remember what happened in 2018 when go, Vince go, McMahon go and, and Steve, Steve started that new football league and Ballmer shot hot dogs out of the stands at people? I wanna- have
2: a gun, blow hot dogs into the stands. <laughs> you throw thrown Admiral Double like anybody knows who the hell he is. Anymore. I think everybody knows <laughs> Admiral Doubleday. I think you're wrong. Everybody
0: knows Admiral Doubleday. <laughs> or, 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 you know, or you, you'd be okay. Okay, you'd be, you'd be a modern day Mark Zuckerberg. You would have there you invented go. something something that's what you have to do Sir, so you come with that kind of money and say we're in it for the long haul and we're gonna we'll poach players they'll come suddenly you'll get the star linemen linebackers defensive backs then you'll get quarterbacks coming out of college going oh hey i could go here and make so much more money i'm not gonna be the number one overall pick in the nfl but i'm gonna watch what happens this is where you sell watch baker bayfield forget the nfl you can go oh, do yeah
2: crotch grabs and whatever josh you need allen to baker bayfield
0: i sell the two of them because Rosen and Darnold go one two, but I sell Mayfield and Allen. Hey, you're, you're going to go like tenth in the draft. Come here, well, I'm and you go bring one back two, and you'll make you bring all back kinds Tim Tebow. Yes, 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 all of those things. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited too, Tim. Coming up next, what former MLB superstar admitted to having sex in the clubhouse between innings of games? It's not <laughs> me. <laughs> you thought it was me? Not me. It's next Explain on Fox. Oh no, 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 David Fisdale. Too soon. Still that walking shit. around my house singing this from now on. Art Troubles will be out of sight. Singing it like Belichick. It's brilliant. I mean, I, and Zoe said to me, Dad, why are you singing it so weird? I go, that's how somebody sings it, a special version. Can we hear it? I go, I don't have it. But I want to hear it. Does it sound crazy like that? Yes. And so now she wants to hear Belichick singing, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas.
2: Well, it's good. I mean, celebrate the entire catalog merry of Belichick.
0: Little Christmas.
2: I hate that song. I think you really need to examine the greatness of Belichick and, and have that pervade your house instead of the the chicanery and, and sometimes just slander <laughs> that you have been privy to as a Jets fan. Uh...
0: How much it's slander? Although I did find Zoe a couple of weeks ago posting on YouTube about the Patriots cheating. Seriously, so she did do that. So there is, I, I did catch it. Not, not that I was mad at her. I'm just saying I do know she did that.
2: I believe you were the one actually posting.
0: I think you're trying to not use. Me. No, 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 no. Not Look,
2: me. as our not teammate me. over not at FS1, Chris Carter once said. You gotta have a fall guy, and I think you're using <laughs> your daughter as your fall guy. Wasn't me.
0: Did you also tell her the space landing was real? No, space landing is real. No, Sp- that was at the lot in Universal in, Studios. It was Come real. Out. There was all you th- are fake news. There was all kinds of breeze blowing. You can tell the flag was. Zoe's flying. smarter than that. <laughs> um, now Zoe, if you're listening, turn the radio off. Seriously. Great. Former Mets star Darryl Strawberry had a very revealing interview with Dr. Oz. Something that he first admitted to a few months ago, but now it has become a little bit more prevalent because now there's an interview and he's talking about it and he is actually trying to help people. But apparently when Strawberry was playing with the Mets back in the 80s and the 90s, well, he would hook up with a lot of women. Oh, you think that's going to happen. Leave it on the Mets. How did Strawberry hook up? With women. Let's let Daryl tell the story from the Doctor oz show. So in the middle of innings when he's not batting, apparently. When am I up? Uh, I'm up six. Yeah, I got plenty of time. You, you, and you. Come on. Strawberry would go into the clubhouse and have sex with women. He would pick them out in between innings and would point them and and somebody, obviously an usher, some somebody who worked for the Mets would go get her and bring her to the locker room. Strawberry and her would have sex, then he would go back into the dugout.
2: He throw him a big fat one. In those years, did we notice an uptick in the number of pitches per at bat?
0: <laughs> like instead of, you know, taking piss so when your pitcher Amazing bats that swing and hey, that son of a give your pitcher first time pitch to pitch rest swinging. after he hits. <laughs> it, come on, you gotta let that go deep into the count. Uh has special balls. First first thing is it always it always amazed me how easy sometimes it is for people to have sex. I mean that that, that easy. I mean, that easy that I can just, yeah, I'm walking off the field and, hey, yeah, her. And then she's like, okay, great. And she goes in, it's back in her seat five minutes later. Where'd you go? Bathroom, popcorn. No, I went and had sex with Daryl Strawberry. What? Sess right now, there's so many people in the tri-state area of New York, and, and they're calling their friends going, I am so sorry I did not believe you. I did not believe you when you told me that story. I, I, I'm really surprised about that. Kind of an interesting
2: revelation all these years later. I mean, we've heard so many tales from the clubhouses. We've heard from our friend Seth Everett of his own exploits uh, in terms of the clubhouse and the media rooms and everything mm, else. Yeah, But for Daryl Strawberry, trying to do good things and help people, right? He's reached out to Lamar Odom, he's trying to help him. Uh, this This one kind of goes... A little bit sideways. I mean, we've heard See, about no, it I know, in rock and roll, but we've heard about this in yeah. rock and roll. Right? Yeah.
0: Hey, you're yeah, going to play it's... a little more
2: of a drum solo, right? Yeah, I need a right? long
0: solo tonight. Give me 12-minute drum solo. All right, go ahead. Wait, the bassist has got a 10-minute solo but, now. But is that, and I don't know because I'm not a doctor, but I'll play one now. Is that sex addiction or is that just I can have sex because I can? I think it's the latter, myself. I, you really think it's an addiction? No, I think it's the latter. Oh, think I think it's, it's I can't. I don't know that that's sex addiction. I I don't know that that's not a way to just explain behavior. That now you seem like boy, wow, what a jerk. that was a little over the top. Yeah, little, yeah I mean, because yeah. I, I I just see that as a way to go. Oh, okay. Because I got I got to think that the majority of athletes now, if you told them, hey, you could get away with having sex with a really hot woman during a game, they would say okay. And they don't have oh, to be forget addicted Forget about athletes.
2: Anybody out there listening, we thank you. Oh, yeah, Whoever yeah, yeah, you yeah. are. In between meetings. In I between get, conference get, calls. I get, I get this, I hey, this. I got five minutes. I'm going to go refill my coffee and, uh, you know.
0: I just I just walk into a Pollo Loco <laughs> and I go, uh, her. Yeah, okay, let's go. Fire it in. The yeah, awareness. Hey, I walk into the bank and go, yeah, I'm going to withdraw uh, $50. And, yeah, her in the back. Yeah, let's go. I've got go. three transactions
2: back. and in between each transaction. I mean, I, And it goes the other way, too. I mean, women certainly, have uh, opportunity and, and yeah. desire as well. So it I'm goes the other way.
0: Here's my Costco card and, uh, yeah, her, and uh, we'll go around the back. I mean, uh, uh, that's – I don't understand. I mean, I, I – You're I just trying to put yourself in that I don't think that's a addiction. Of mine? I don't think that's You're going to go ask questions of friends of yours? <laughs> that would, ne- would never work for me. <laughs> never. Uh, we'll have more on this and other stuff next, Fox. Hour two of the program, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. And, of course, if you miss any of the show, right after the show is over, you can download the best of iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, foxsportsradio.com, the iHeartRadio app, Listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. Again, right after it's over, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. Listen to it, the Jason Smith Show. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Do and it! And ever and ever. And Tonight so far, whether it was Vince McMahon bringing back a new football league, Daryl Strawberry having sex in the locker room. There's no sex. In between innings of Mets games. But it really wouldn't be between innings. It would be like, okay... Strawberry comes in from the outfield. The Mets come up to bat. Strawberry would go in, have sex, come back in sometime while the Mets were batting. Would he have to wait until the 6th or 7th when we
2: started doing a bunch of lineup changes? This is where the double switches start happening. Or the 7th inning stretch. Yeah, it was a little bit of a longer get need someone to fake an injury.
0: You think he ever left one time during like a really long pitching change? that's what I mean. No, like, he, he saved, saved one of the those. uh long stretches for behind the scenes. Oh, wow. Look at that. it's not the slide over baby hour yet. But, right? in, but in that first hour we had, it is in the central time zone. Yeah, in that first hour it is for we, strawberry. We, we had, we had, oh. we had big love.
2: Yeah. Big cash yeah.
0: And, and and a big baller. Yeah, we didn't actually, all they were kind of no, together. We didn't have a lot of Lavar ball. We kind of just brought him up on the on the periphery. I meant Michael. Well, he's, he's teaming up oh, with uh, well. Vince McMahon. That's right. Oh, that's true. I, I stay in that. your lane. No, 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 he's not angry. He's not I angry. Said, Do you want to play baller. me one-on-one? One? Not angry.
2: I just like that he's not wearing sweatshirts that actually say Big Baller brand. And let's
4: just stay in our lane. not
2: just it. Big Ball, good. you know, where the brand is in really big letters.
0: I can't so I don't know what happens what I see more of. Him wearing Big Baller brand or me wearing Syracuse stuff. What do you see more of? Oh, I mean, you and I wear Syracuse. Syracuse stuff at least four days a week. Yeah, but it's the same shirt. Uh no, it's not true. I had have... spaghetti stains what? been there Three. all month.
2: Three. Yeah, what are you, M M? Sweatshirt. Mom spaghetti. Five. You see, he had a pop up restaurant where he was serving mom's spaghetti. Six.
0: Five bucks a plate. Six. And then the That's pants. A Nah, I'm I'm just going. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed. I was going through all the Syracuse stuff I wear.
2: Yeah, and I was just continuing the show. Oh, okay. With greatness right. for the 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 American public.
0: Now, before we get to Michael Beasley, who owns the world right now, is still He's the number one trending topic on Twitter. Uh, I once won an XFL fantasy league. How if, about that? If Vince McMahon does bring back the new XFL, whatever it is.
2: Uh, Can we get Rod Smart on the show? I, I That'd be our first won. interview
0: of 2018. <laughs> yeah, and we'll bring the macho man back. Oh, yeah. The Too one, soon. The one year for the XFL, I won an XFL How fantasy about that? league. And I remember the guys on my team. I had Tommy Maddox. That's course, all you needed. He was the MVP. He was awesome. I had Tommy Maddox, and I had uh, John Avery who was the big running back for Chicago. Bears. And I forget who else I had, but I remember I had Jose Cortez was my kicker. And my I'm wide so receivers. Sure you didn't have Rashawn Salam on there? I did not have Rashawn Salam. He finished Salaam. fourth in rushing. I did not have. Oh, I had Quincy Jackson from Birmingham. So I had, like, guys in the top four at every position. I just you know just happened to hit it. And I won. And I was so excited. And I want to say I think Jose Cortez is the number one uh I was going, yeah, he yeah, the most field goals. Oh yeah, he was 25. the top
2: kicker, no question about it. He's
0: That's, a weapon. NFL talk here, Fox Sports yeah. Radio. SFL fantasy league. I beat one of my good friends, Phil Klein, in the championship, and he was so mad because he was. Phil's he's, never talked to you again. No, we know we talk all the time. He's he went to UCLA. It's a Better story if he never talked to you again. No, no, he's not going to be that. No. How about you, I think, how, about you, how
2: about you just go with that for the XFL show? The NFL
0: league was like five bucks a, a person, I think. How about that though? It's good for the show. He never talked to me. He <laughs> was so mad because he had to root against Tommy Maddox, who. Being a UCLA guy, he you know, going to UCLA, he was, he was making me root against Tommy Maddox. And I said, well, that happens sometimes. And he lost, and I won the championship.
2: You don't have to root against him.
0: He was going to beat you. Yeah, Too bad it XFL. was a fake league, though. Oh, so no, 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 really no, no. Championship counts. If you win an XFL Fantasy League, it counts. You're still drafting guys. You are fake, dudes. Not if fact, it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't count. In fact, you are drafting guys that you have no idea who they are how good they're going to be. That's like drafting the Jets. I mean, mean, Leo Araguz was in there. In a Jets-only fantasy league. (laughs) Where are you drafting? I mean, look at some of these guys. The quarterbacks, the top ten quarterbacks. Here are some of the names in there. Tommy Maddox. Josh McCown. (laughs) Uh, He was 35 when the XFL started. Uh, Mike Pulaski out of uh, uh, Cal. Geno Smith. No, Geno Smith. Come on, go to number eight. Go to number eight. Jim Druckenmiller. Just do it. Casey Good. Weldon, come on, Jeff Brom, that Jeff, Jeff Brom, Coach Brom, yeah, Wally Richardson, Wally, yeah, Penn State, yo, and Tim Lester, that Tim Lester, and Tim Tebow, I'm and so if, excited. <laughs> if you, that's the first guy I would sign. Event to make this work, the first Hell guy yeah. I would bleep and sign would be Tim Tebow. If Vince McMahon's going to make a run at this, I would say, Tim, you would, here you go. What, what, what do you want money-wise? Be my mouthpiece, you be my league, and you're going to do every interview possible. You would install sprinklers that shot at him in the pocket. Oh, <laughs> I'd I, I do it uh, for uh, press conferences. He runs in, comes in shirtless, and he's getting hit with all the sprinklers. I'd make him install them in his house. I'd say, Tim, you got to film yourself 24-7. That's what I would tell him. That's a bit creepy. I'm sure he's excited, about but it, now, see, right now, so man, writing this down, he's going. This Smith guy's a visionary. I'm going to call it the SFL, the Smith Football League. You got a hundred million dollars? Uh, no, I, I'm an idea guy. Oh, I was going to say, I'm an idea if you guy. have that kind of scratch, no,
2: nah, I'm an idea I Really
0: guy. need to go upstairs and have a talk. Meanwhile, the real MVP is not Kevin Durant's mom. It's real... Too soon, bro. No, no, it's not too soon because you don't we like got watch it. No, everybody wants to watch because tonight. We saw the real MVP in the NBA, and there's a reason why he is still the top trending topic on Twitter. I mean, besides the promoted hashtag Oreo chocolate candy. So it's Oreo chocolate candy, and then. Yeah, but what's Huncho Jack? I don't know, but it's behind Michael Beasley. I'm a little frightened by it. It's behind Michael Beasley.
4: Listen to this crowd. The chance aren't for Christophs Porzingis, who has not played here in the fourth. They're for Michael
0: Beasley in his place. Knicks Radio Network. Christophs Porzingis, 0 for 11 tonight. Doesn't play in the fourth quarter because the Knicks were playing so well without him. And Porzingis, who I said, listen, this guy's at the top of the MVP voting. Now he didn't even play in the fourth quarter tonight. Didn't make a shot from the field. 0 for 11. But they beat the Celtics. Marquee game of the night in the NBA. Because Michael Beasley in 25 minutes scored 32 points. He was just getting the ball and making one on one moves. He was stopping, turning, turn around jumpers. He'd get into the lane and put up a floater. It was like it doesn't matter. And here's the crazy thing the Celtics single covered him the entire time. At some point, you got to realize okay, Sam Mitchell coaching? This, guy, this guy's killing us. And every time it was, he would make tough moves, but they're tough one on one moves. And he made every single shot. Thirteen of amazing tonight. 13 of
2: 20 from the field. Only had one three-point shot. 11 boards. They had five turnovers. But plus 18 on the night as the Knicks take care of business. Watch out, yo. Here come the Knicks. The dog-tired Celtics. Uh, Tongues tripping over their own The Celtics
0: were as fresh as daisies playing their first game in a week. They had a full roster. So you started the new week uh, this morning. Is that what you're trying to do? Listen, five games and seven nights, you got to stop somewhere. I'm just stopping after Look, They, they were pretty fresh. Uh, but here's the quote of the night from Michael Beasley after the game. You, of course, he was asked, hey, when did you know you, were, you, were, you were, had the hot hand? And his answer was January 19th, 1989, the day, <laughs> the day he was born. I like that. That's an answer. I've been hot since the day I was born. Oh, and welcome to the bleepin' show, Phil Jackson. You've been silent for the last, like, hour and ten minutes. Is it
7: the playoffs
1: yet? No,
0: but Michael Beasley had 32 and 25 minutes. Where were you?
7: Um,
1: There he is. You know, he, he's, you know he's a guy that believes a lot in statistics and in numbers.
0: Uh, no, don't give me that. That's a load of crap, Phil. Go, you know what? Go back to sleep. Go away.
1: I think we know what we're doing. No,
0: no, you don't. Michael Beasley, Phil. Go away. No. Phil, go to sleep. No. Phil, get back on the bus and go to sleep. No, Phil. All right, I, I'm done. I'm just well, not going to talk to you him. See how he, he's, that, he's never been that obstinate with me. Hello. He's and not, thank you for
1: being a uh, mixed season ticket holder.
2: You better be yeah. careful. He might come storming yeah. in the back door here and smack you over the head no, with I, one of those think, chairs. you no, were no, talking. No. About. There's
0: no way Phil is storming in on anyone. You've seen him walk. There's no way. You, you would hear him. Well, oh, he might have. A, up, but no way. Well, he might have an assistant work no, ahead and no. get the door for him. <laughs> but, we
1: call this a brokeback mountain game because there's so much penetration and kickouts. Oh.
0: The Celtics, I don't care if you played five games in seven nights. I mean, I, I understand that. But to lose to the Knicks like this when Porzingis goes 0 for eleven, you come in and Porzingis scores thirty five. Okay. It's Porzingis. He's one of the top six or seven players in the league this year. He's made that jump to to that to be that good. You lose to him, okay. You're playing five games. But you he goes O for eleven. And can't impact the game and doesn't play in the fourth quarter, and you lose to Michael Beasley, oh, you got to look in the mirror. I know you've had a great start. It's been a great year. We told you everything was going to be fine. You're going to look at yourself tonight and go, well, what did we just let happen? But
2: here's your look in the mirror moment. And it should last all of about five seconds. It's the first day of winter. Merry Christmas. Winter and is then coming. you go back to work because it's December. It doesn't matter.
0: It's one what, game. Wait, wait, wait. Well, no, 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 no. What happened to I celebrate every one of two. No, I, I celebrate I all celebrate of those. I celebrate them all. Wait, I wait, cel- now, no, you celebrate those, but you don't celebrate these? That is
2: right. What, why not? One of 16 versus one of 82. Doesn't matter. Much
0: different animal. This is a bigger deal. And you're supposed in to. In
2: your world. No, it's a big deal. In my world, it's is, December 21st on the basketball schedule. And see, there's now, a lot and, of and, games and you're left. You're
0: cherry picking. Now you're cherry picking. What you celebrate, all of what you celebrate some of. That's right. Do you, ce- do you celebrate some of Christmas Day or all of Christmas Day?
2: Uh, some of Christmas Day because then the NFL takes over and then I'll be in here in the Geico Fox Sports but Radio studio. that's still Studios. part of
0: Christmas Day. Depends on how much eggnog he's got. Oh. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'll be in a celebratory mood. There's no question about it. All right. I'm going to go have a talk with Phil. And try to get him to settle all down, right, and calm go to sleep. Him down
1: Okay. You know, stuff like that. I'm Phil. a guy that believes in what the uh, product is, and I see it can touch and feel and watch run up. Shut up, and down up the
0: Phil. Court. He likes to see, touch, and feel. I know. <laughs> Phil, can you go to sleep? No. All right. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll get into all the big topics in the National Football League Super Bowl champion Brady Papinga. Stops by with us. We'll talk sex in the locker room. We'll talk XFL. No, no we are gonna do that, Phil. And you no. need to go to sleep for Phil. Go to sleep. Mm. Good. oh got a lot of nfl coming up next on fox no fox sports radio no. the jason smith show great news you want to save money go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15 percent or more on car insurance no uh, no you can phil no that's the thing that's the thing phil go back to sleep we're going to talk football for a few minutes Talked in the last five minutes. No, no, no. I don't want to go to. I mean, all he these. Well, he got things. jacked up. Yeah, he is. Hey, Michael. A lot of no. Michael Beasley's got everybody jacked up about things tonight. But he used to be a lot more amenable
2: to, to things. Now yeah. Phil's just telling us to go to hell. His vocabulary is increasing. No.
0: No. Uh, we're going to talk football. Up about it. We're going to talk football. But last hour on the show, we talked about Daryl Strawberry, former Met and Dodgers star, who did an interview on, on the Dr. Oz show today, in which he admitted that. He said, I was a sex addict, and during games, I would have sex in the clubhouse in between innings. He would point out the girls that he's been making eye contact with during the game. They would come into the locker room, and they would have sex. throw him a big, fat one, And then he would go back and play in the game. With that in mind, we bring in Brady Papinga, Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers. Our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports 1 NFL and college football analyst, Fox Sports Deportes. NFL and college football analyst, and first thing Brady, give me your hey. best player who had sex in the locker room during a game story. Go,
3: <laughs> it's absolutely impossible. I find that so fascinating that uh, that's how you introduce me. First, so, <laughs> I had sex during the Indians. We are going to bring in the expert Brady, <laughs> and there goes Brady. Could be a an equipment adjustment. <laughs>
0: Uh, and you know, something well let you know when he comes back out of the tunnel, oh, he's certainly man. not injured. He's on a
3: dead sprint to the locker room. <laughs> uh, you know, it's absolutely, I mean, when I played, I mean, it would have been absolutely impossible. I mean, to get somebody into the locker room, you know, at a time to where you could pull that off during a game. I mean, it's, it, it was, I mean, even, I mean, think about this. When Brett retired and tried to come back, and this wasn't even a real game. This was a family night scrimmage, right? He flies in on his own private jet while the family night scrimmage is happening. It's a scrimmage, but it's still you know, 70,000 people at the stadium for those that aren't familiar with the Packer family night scrimmage. And he's trying to get himself into the suite. And the security guards wouldn't even let the legend, Brett Favre. Into his own suite at Lambeau Field because he had been told that he can no longer enter into the premises until they figure out what he's going to do with his future. So if Brett himself can't even enter into a practice, you know, glorified practice, I don't know how any strange woman, man, or anybody in between during a game would be able to get into Lambeau Field or any locker room to pull this kind of feat off. You know, but I mean that is the '80s. The '80s was a different time, guys. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I just say. don't see how it happens in the NFL. The NFL would be really difficult. Well, Well, I mean, the equipment issue would be tremendous. I mean, those pants around so tight, you know (laughs) what I mean? Just pulling those suckers down (laughs) would be – I mean, you would need somebody to help you with that. You know, then after, you'd have to have somebody help you redress yourself. I mean, it's just – yeah, it's just totally not worth it. It's totally not something that you would find – to do it uh, you know it's just very it's just not functional guys just not, fun not with functional the equipment. No. And
0: since coming back from the locker room Brady papinga not as spry and <laughs> step looks looks a little bit slower weakened legs <laughs> <laughs> i think you might need some electrolytes <laughs> All right, well, let's get to this now. You saw the Vince McMahon story yeah. today. You know, WWE czar has taken yeah. out uh, three and a half million shares of WWE, uh, the equivalent of $100 million to fund a new league that would compete with the National Football League. Is there any way yeah. this can work
3: out? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is they gotta they got to start sending the message that it's not a competitive league. They need to start sending the message that this is a complimentary leak. That's the first thing. Because if you guys remember back to the original XFL, I, I don't remember. Oh Wait, it was, uh, who was that guy in Minnesota, the governor? God, the name slips my Jesse mind. Ventura, Jesse Ventura. First, yeah, Jesse Ventura. I don't know if he was a play-by-play guy, but man, he kept every time I watched those XFL games, he would drop these like, oh, you won't see this in the NFL. You won't see that in the NFL. And I was a guy that I absolutely loved the NFL, and it was ticking me off. I was like, I don't care if I won't see that in the NFL. I just want to watch football now because there is no football because I think it was in the springtime if I if my memory serves me right. Mm-hmm. And So that's the first step. You know what? Don't try to go and say we're going to do something the NFL's not and, and act like you're going to somehow just in one day or one season just take over the NFL because people are going to turn you off. You know, real football fans know that. Come on, you got a hundred million bucks. All right, that doesn't even pay one payroll in the NFL. So, you know what? Don't even try to like act like you're better than the NFL. That's the first thing. The next thing is you got to have it's got to be alternative. It's got to be next step kind of stuff, man. Like the officiating, it's got to be what we would want it to be in the NFL, which is have somebody remote always looking at every single play so that is absolutely correct, very little lag time between calls, especially the controversial calls. And then you know what? It's okay to buzz it down if a guy uh for example, you know, uh I don't know could it be a clip you know some some big time penalty that's very black and white you know you couldn't do it on pass interferences some holding calls you may be able to do but I, i'd say clipping calls blocking the back kind of calls like if a ref just missed it you know you have this remote official just jump in and say ooh, ooh, they actually they you know they did this or they didn't touch or whatever and the ref can stop and immediately like correct something that otherwise, you know, would just sort of get swept under the carpet because right now the system is in place to do that. Another thing would be to, I would say, eliminate kickoffs. Instead of having kickoffs, let's do punt the whole time or eliminate the kicking game if you could, you know. I mean, you do stuff like that, that the NFL, because of its traditional kind of approach and many traditionalists that are in charge don't want to really go out on a limb, have that be what the XFL does, almost like experimental kind of stuff. I mean, you'll get people watching at that point.
0: Let me let me throw this at you. Would Would this work? Yeah. Obviously, $100 million sounds great, but you know what, what is that really going to do? But if he had a couple of money guys, big-time uh-huh. money guys came, and they said, okay, here's the deal. We're going to double the salaries you can make in the NFL. We're not going to do it for seven, eight years, but for two, three-year contracts, we'll double your salary and we'll guarantee the money. Would that get people? Would that would that would that get a guy yeah. like Miles Garrett, who's going to be the first pick in the draft, to say you know I could sign here and sign a sixty million dollar contract with you know twenty five million guaranteed, or I could sign for three years and I could get ninety million
3: all of it guaranteed? Oh, I'm going to to this football league. Oh, there's no question. I mean, you'd get everybody coming to that league. The problem is, is how sustainable is that model? Because You're basically telling some investor, hey, man, we need you to put up like, I mean, that's a lot of money you're going to have to put up. I don't know how much it would be. I'm thinking in my mind at least a billion, you know, to hope that the league somehow becomes viable enough to where it's bringing in the kind of cash. I mean, it'd have to literally bring in almost like double the cash the NFL is. And so, I mean, it would attract the players, but it's just not sustainable. And the biggest thing it would do, though, is it would taint what we know as NFL football. Because what makes NFL football so fun to watch right now is the urgency. Every single player out there, from Tom Brady all the way down, does not have a guaranteed deal. So they have to play for their deal. They have to show every day that they are worthy of that deal or else they're going to get cut. You don't see that in basketball. You don't see that in baseball. And another thing is is if a guy's deal is up, like in basketball or baseball, all of a sudden dudes emerge, right? And all of a sudden they get paid and they disappear. That doesn't happen in the NFL. Every dude's deal is up the next day or the next year. And that's what makes the product so fun to watch because you got guys literally out there playing for their lives. So if you start guaranteeing stuff, you, you remember Albert Hainsworth and his little thing, the you know, with the Redskins where they guaranteed him 50 million and he basically just like forget everybody else. He walked around basically with both middle fingers up to everybody to the world. You know what? You're going to have every guy doing that, especially in the NFL where guys are right now. I mean, you got guys that could justify big time name guys that could justify sitting out because they're banged up so much, but they know they can't because they can't afford to or else they'll get cut. Uh, so if you guarantee their deals, all these guys that right now are pay- playing through pain that's justifiable to sit out wouldn't be doing that. So it would taint the product tremendously, and it also would take an unbelievable amount of money to pull it off. But, yeah, you'll get guys crossing the lines. It just won't be sustainable.
2: There you go. You squashed your dreams. He's our guy, Brady Papinger, our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Super Bowl champion, author, inventor, man. These are renaissance, man. That's really what it, it's all about. The Jason Smith hey, Show. I appreciate
3: that there, Mike. Way to be. Thank you.
2: Well, we'll clip that off, and that could be you know, part of your hype video going forward. Oh, I like that. You like that? There you go. I'll be your hype yeah. man standing on a soapbox for you. The Jason Smith <laughs> Show, it. Fox Sports <laughs> <laughs> Radio, with me, Mike Harmon, at Brady Bapingas, where you can find Brady on Twitter. And since I know you love telling stories, Brady, uh, while you may not have had one about sex in the locker room, I know you have one of these, Gene Steratore and the note card you had plenty of run-ins with officials during your time in the National Football League. Wow. Ever a time where you really wanted to go and throttle said referee off a call you oh knew gosh.
3: was just egregious? Oh, yeah. I mean, almost every single game you get guys. I mean, there was a time back in when we were playing the Bears 7 They ended up beating us in the last minute. But it was the craziest call because they had just adjusted this call where you can't cover up the center. And that if you, if the ref felt like, and it was on the field goals and the PATs, right. Mm-hmm. And if the ref felt like you were covering up the center, one of your guys were, he could go in and tap him, give him a warning. And the guy, be, oh, okay, I'm going to move out of there. So what happened was, is this ref, I don't know, he just wasn't experienced at it. Or he just thought, I think he interpreted the rule differently. He kept like, he would bump the guy out. The guy would move, clear the center and he'd still call the foul. And I think he thought that if you had to warn him, you'd throw the flower. And it cost us – because it was a field goal on one of them where we should have held them to a field goal, but it gave them an automatic first down and they scored a touchdown on it. And that ended up being the difference of the game. You go watch it on film. And then, you know, the re- I, I love the NFL when they do this too. They're like, oh yeah, we made a mistake. You know, it. I know it cost you the game and everything, but yeah, yeah, we made a mistake. It's like, well, what about like going in rears here? You know, like in golf, they did with that guy calling in or whatever for that <laughs> shot. Why, why don't we do that here, you know? Go back and let's see what would happen. You know, I mean, you can't do that realistically, but it's like Jiminy Christmas. And then there was another time where i got called for illegal hands in the face and i absolutely did not have my hands in the dude's face right i had him in his shoulder pads and i was so upset i started yelling at the ref and my mouthpiece flips out of my mouth full of spit and it lands right in his face and i remember his response because he knew i wasn't trying to spit his face but it was like he stops as he was trying to explain himself to me and he wipes his face and he goes are you done yet <laughs> I was like, Dude, mm-hmm. hey man. I was like, I'm sorry, but you can't call calls that bad or else I'm not gonna get so excited about this. So it happens you're, all the time, but You're lucky that wasn't Ed Hockley, he would have just kicked your ass. Oh no, he would have. He's so overrated. He's not that big, just because he's a rapper compared <laughs> to the other guys. Come on, the guy's like seventy. Guys. The guy's like seventy, yeah. though. Brady, come on. So what? I mean, dude, the guy is. I mean, he's not that big. Everybody I, thinks he's so no. huge, whatever. But if you uh, if you walked up right next to him, you be like, oh, he's so overrated, <laughs> so overhyped. <laughs> he's just wearing. He's just a. He's just an older dude that has some muscle mass that wears a tight shirt. That's all he is. He's nothing to be scared <laughs> of. I mean, I couldn't honestly. I couldn't believe it either when I first saw him when he 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 reffed one of my first games. I'm like, oh my god! Everybody talks about his arms. His arms aren't even that big. I'm looking at him because there be times too where you'll be like in a TV timeout, and I go up to his I go up to his arms and I'm measuring them. You know, I'm, I'm sort of pinching them, and I'm like, I'm like, not too bad there, buddy, but uh, you could do better. That's for sure. A little more tricep extensions there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> we will have more with Brady Papinga
0: coming up in a minute, including more on triceps extensions. But first, let's talk to a guy who does triceps extensions in the studio between <laughs> updates.
6: Tom Looney with What's Trending. Mr. Looney. One uh, upset in college basketball's top 25 tonight. 12th. ranked Gonzaga goes down.
4: at the inbound and the bounce pass to Kale. That's the ball game. San
1: Diego State has upset Gonzaga at the disappointing loss to Cal, Disappointing loss to Washington State. Ain't a thing disappointing about this particular ball game for San Diego. State. Ted
6: Tolner with the call. Aztecs Radio Network to the NBA we go. Knicks and Celtics went at it. Madison Square Garden.
4: rises It hits a right wing
6: three. Michael played an very answer. beasley. 32 go points on. for the Knicks. Ed Cohen calls Knickerbocker games. Uh, New York bounced Boston 102-93. Celtics have lost five of their last eight. Winners of seven in a row. Chicago Bulls were in Cleveland tonight. Balling with the Cavaliers. DeRozan.
0: Valentine trying to get loose from Crowder can originally fade away three missed it loose ball grabbed
4: by Wade and this one's over oh goodness the cavaliers hang on for a 115 112 victory john
6: michael with the call one of america's great rock and roll stations w m m s cleveland Raptors would like to think they're the hottest team in the nba right now toronto's with nine or ten and five in a row Raptors took on the child stars tonight the philadelphia 76ers DeRozan works to the middle Jumper in the air. Good. Top of the lane for DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan. Oh, nothing. 45 39. points. Toronto rep Philly. 114 109. Eric Smith with the call. AM 590. The fan. And Toronto, one other final from the association. That's what we sportscasters like to call the NBA. We call it the association. Grizzlies. Who's your daddy the sons? 97 95. And now three guys who love to yak, 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 yakity, yakity, yak. Jason Smith, Michael Harmon. And Super Bowl champion, Brady Papinga, who played on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. He also, All those three. He right also now.
0: never had sex in the locker room no. during a game. No. Allegedly. No, he's a
6: wholesome All-American guy.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. We're live from the Geico <laughs> Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. All right, Brady, let's get to Jimmy Garoppolo here for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Right, getting a lot okay. of love today. The audio has surfaced of him leading the game winning drive against the Titans. And there's yeah. certainly some things to like about Garoppolo. He's got a big arm, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of grace under pressure. But one thing when I watch him, and I, I really don't get why people blow this off every okay. throw he makes, he's all uh-huh. hips and arm. He doesn't step into any throws. It almost is like he doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't step in. He's yeah. all hips, all arm, and yeah, it's great uh-huh. now. But teams are going to adjust. They're going to put pressure on him, and it's going to be a different story. I, I don't get why he's so uh, fundamentally. This is what he's. This is how he's throwing <laughs> the football. Funny, Dude, look, he's like, awesome. he's like he's watching Jake Cutler videotapes of, of oh, for how to play quarterback. He throws off his hey, back buddy. foot a lot. I mean, he's got. I mean, come on. I mean, really. <laughs>
3: I laugh because I sat there and watched a guy by the name of Brett Favre do that his whole career. Well at least when I well his latter part of his career. And it dawned on me. I was like, no wonder why this dude always stays healthy. He's literally he he's he's fading away from every throw he makes because he's evading any kind of dudes falling into his knees or his ankle. I mean, it's so smart. And that's the one thing that actually I think is a phenomenal trait about Jimmy Gras. He reminds me a lot of Favre. I mean, in, in his quick compact release, and they talk about planes, throwing planes. What that means is is having your feet set and having him step in a certain angle so that you can throw the ball accurately. He's he's He doesn't have to abide by those. He had a couple of really cool throws in that two-minute drill against the um, – the Tennessee Titans this last week, to where he 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 basically was doing a fadeaway throw that you would see Favre do, which was it, it was pinpoint accurate. I mean, it was just like it was it was like a work of art, man. I was pumped. It, it was cool to see on the inside too how he worked, because basically that whole drive, when he went and talked to everybody, basically they had already envisioned in their mind how that drive was going to go, and it went exactly how like they lived it before they actually lived it which is the essence of envisioning what you're going to do. And I mean, that was just next level kind of stuff. And it was really cool that they had him mic'd up and it timed up to where you could see that. Cause that's what the next, cause honestly, do you think honest? I mean, just let's use an extreme example here. Do you think Jay Cutler talks to his team like that? Do you guys, honestly, do you think he does? No, I don't think he does. But I think a lot of quarterbacks
0: say things like, "All right, let's go, big drive." I think a lot of guys say that. Of course, that. they
3: do. Yeah, but they're not going to—they're not going to immediately be like, have the wherewithal to go." Oh, dude, let's sit down with the OC and let's go over every single one of our two-minute drill calls. To, you know, just so I have it in the back of my head, queued up, ready to go. So I don't even have to think. No, nobody does that. They're out there, in, you know, engulfed into the emotions of the game. Cutler's probably over there, you know. St- you know, instead of Hey, sneaking, hey, hey, come on now. He's over there sneaking, smoking cigarettes, which he does. Uh, so, I mean, that's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, I mean, this is really fun to watch. And so, we're because we're basically seeing before our eyes, I would say probably it's going to go down as one of the most impactful transactions of our generation, you know, I, I mean, like you've seen Reggie White go to teams. You've seen, you know, uh, I don't know, Steve Young getting traded, eventually e- emerging and other, you know, big time transactions. This will be one that in five, 10 years, we're going to look back on and be like, wow, that changed the whole dynamics of a franchise that was suffering them acquiring Jimmy Graham and another, or Jimmy Garoppolo. And another thing that's fascinating to me is, Is that the Patriots, although right now, like they're cool with everything because Tom Brady's, you know, he's playing well, they're in contention, all that kind of stuff. It's not going to take long for him to eventually retire. I'm saying max four years, three to four or five years, but most likely within two to three years, he's going to be retired. And the crazy thing is, is probably 49ers are going to have a far better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, who the New England Patriots had spent so much resources and time developing that they're going to be watching from afar going, man, maybe we should have just kept that guy around because then they'll be in the search for their next franchise quarterback. It'll be just sort of ironic because it's usually the Patriots that make always these, you know, uh, you could say insightful and and uh, anticipating kind of moves to where they're, they're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of a guy before, you know, he sort of taps out and the wheels fall off. And it, it may work out to where this doesn't happen, which they don't care at this point. I think with Tom Brady, they're not going to follow those rules. He's the exception. But it's sort of a lot of fascinating stuff with Jimmy, and uh, one is is that he's going to be the next big-time quarterback. I I see it out of him, and I like what I see.
2: Would have cost a lot of money to keep him around is the, the one factor in all that, Brady. A lot of money tied up in the quarterback position, regardless of discounts that Tom Brady would have given them uh, along the way. But uh, that's neither sure. here nor there. Uh, Jason they would have, Spins- to, have,
3: just gotten, they, they would have to have gotten rid, just so you know, they would have just had to get rid of Tom Brady.
2: Well, there you go. They would have Which that's... To- that's the blasphemous. I would have taken him in the exception.
3: Jets for the last couple of he years. He would have looked good sure. on the Jets oh, yeah. in a oh,
2: yeah. green uniform, too. Jason Smith show Fox Sports Radio with me, Mike Harmon. Uh, coming uh, to us on the hotline, our buddy Brady Papinga, teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Super Bowl champion. He's a Renaissance man. Find him on Twitter at Brady Papinga for all his latest musings uh and Twitter battles at time. Brady will get after it with you and That's give you great right. insight. The NFC, Aaron Rodgers, goes to the injured reserve uh now we've got Devonte right. adams won't play this week as well which is an obvious extension there of the elimination you got carolina atlanta sitting in the five and six slots detroit seattle dallas seattle sinking and well the finger pointing has begun ezekiel elliott comes back mm. who's going to be the uh, who's sneaking up in the wild card out of those five those other three teams or are we going to see an nfc south dominated playoffs
3: I would say NFC South dominated playoffs and that's cuz they're the most consistent teams and the complete teams across the board. I mean the problem with you could say like the, the both the Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys is they're lacking tremendously. Dallas Cowboys is gonna come back, but guess what? He's not he's not gonna go blow it up. He's not gonna all of a sudden just become like this, you know, God said, like, oh man, we missed you. Because what had made their running game work and what has cont will continue to make their running game work or fail is the health of their offensive line. With Tyron Smith being out or at least having some limitations health-wise, they're just not the same. And then they've had some injuries, little nigging, you know, like a nagging injuries. That's what I was going for there. Nagging injuries across that offensive line. They're just not playing at the same level that they had previous. And even with the Zeke coming back, they're not going to be this dominating offensive line or this dominating rushing attack that could compensate for their defensive efficiencies, and that's where they lack is defensively. And uh, the same could be said for the Seahawks. The Seahawks' offensive line still is trying to figure things out. I mean, the guy who makes every single play, I think he accounts for, what, 80-some-odd percent of their offense is Russell Wilson. You can't do that. Because you have one day where all of a sudden he just doesn't perform well. And who are you going to rely on? And then their defense depleted by injuries. Richard Sherman, the most notable of those injuries. Just not the same team. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that NFC South. I like what I see out of the Panthers. I like what I see out of the Saints. They're they're principally based. They're complete teams. And here are the Falcons, you know, sort of just hanging in there. And, and anything can happen if they get into the tournament. You know, that's the thing. And so, because they've, you know, they're burnt, man. These guys, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, as a matter of fact, of how well – They've handled this whole offseason, even into this season, with all that went down in the Super Bowl. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, those three teams, to me, are three teams that are built with sustainable success, and they're the most complete teams of all those teams that you'd mentioned that are below the Rams and the, the Eagles and, and those top-tier teams right now in the NFC. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show. He is Brady Papinga. Follow him on Twitter.
0: At Brady Papinga, that is at Brady Papinga, Super Bowl champion, Fox Sports One, Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Deportes, NFL, College Football Analyst Extraordinaire. Brady, as always, appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, anytime, guys, enjoy your night. Merry Christmas, brother. Coming up next, I'll I'll unearth the answer to a very big mystery the last couple of days. I could tell you exactly the answer to something that is on a lot of people's minds. The Jason Smith show, Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. Fox <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news, great news. You want to save money? Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. You know, no food or
2: beverage has ever caused as much outrage and indignation as figgy pudding.
0: It doesn't sound like it's anything that you'd want to eat, but it's still... We're not leaving until we get some. You miserable rat. I mean, you may not have anybody around. I mean, come on. Get out of my house. No, you're giving me figgy pudding. Bring it. Just uh, would you stir some figgy pudding up? All right, great. Thanks. I appreciate it. Would you let him have that? Great. All right. So uh, figgy pudding or no figgy pudding. I will say this before we get to the guy who has owned the night so far in the world of sports. Number one. So much of this last Jedi backlash the last couple of days. I don't believe it is real. A lot of it is bots. It's fake news. A lot of it is bots. You know, we had the one guy that admitted on Rotten Tomatoes, he put a lot of bad reviews up because he didn't like the movie. Anybody you hear who doesn't like Last Jedi, I guarantee you, and i told you the truth about it the end, the last hour is phenomenally good. The beginning is good, the middle drags, but it's a Star Wars movie, so okay. Anybody who is upset is upset because they feel Star Wars is leaving them behind. Because the focus now is on the new characters. Obviously, they were introduced in the first movie, and people were okay with that because, okay, I see these new characters, but I get Han Solo, and I get Chewie, and I got Princess Leia, and I get the droids, and I get, okay, I get a lot of old favorites. But now, the newer characters continue on, and their roles get larger. And so, that's what people are upset about. Oh, I want my stars! What Luke is in his late, in his mid sixties, right? Han Solo is not with the franchise anymore. They have to move Star Wars to a new generation. That's why they have it now. This is not my Star Wars. It's not your Star Wars. It's the Star Wars of our daughters. I'm are, timeless,
2: Jason. But the you one, may age yourself, but I am timeless.
0: The ones, ageless, like the Force. The ones who are dressing up like Ray and going to the theater to go see this. This is what's going on. This I saw is... a bunch of people in their sixties dressed like Ray. this. Is well, really, in their sixties? Yeah. That's kind of weird. Dressed like Ray, you said, yeah. not not Chewbacca, dressed like Ray. Just like why would Ooh. they be dressed like Chewbacca? I don't know. Because I feel like they'd be dressed to a character they have watched for thirty years, and not no. But someone that's the thing. There's, there's the years. outliers. It's that's, not everybody. Those, but those are outliers, though. But they're young at heart. But the the f- franchise needs to move forward. And it needs to embrace the new character. Daisy Ridley is going to be a super-duper-duper duper star. And it needs to embrace John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and, and going forward with all the, the newer characters. Because this is who's going to carry the I'll, torch I'll star embrace Wars. them
2: if their storylines were good.
0: Right. But this, well, Ray's storyline is pretty That's good. That's one out of three. You know, Rey, I, I don't <laughs> want to give any spoilers. I was very That's pleased with Rey's That's as much as I'm critiquing line. it. <laughs> I was pleased with Kylo Ren's storyline. And you know me, I wasn't a big Kylo Ren fan going into the movie. I was pleased with his storyline. You I know like, I haven't seen it yet, right? right? But you haven't seen any of the other ones. I do like the meme going out. The last one you is saw was Empire Strikes is Back. Is it Are you going to give America at least till New Year's to see it? I haven't start said anything talking bad. About it? I've not said anything bad. You just said it stunk. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't <laughs> wait, you just what? costed Disney at least a billion dollars. <laughs> Your neighbor, wow. J.J.? Very wow. subversive. Be Nicely done. Hey, he's worried about episode nine. He's not worried about me right now. But that's what it is. It's, this is Star Wars now. It's going to be about the new characters. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but that's the way the world goes. Things go that way. And this is what Star Wars is. It moves on because it has to. If they were making movies for the last 30 years and you had you know, 30 years of Luke, you'd be like, okay, I'm ready for some new characters now. But, oh, we haven't seen Luke in 30 years, so okay. This is how it goes. Now everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, go see Last Jedi. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on in car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. So there, I had to talk about that. And, you know, that was four minutes that I didn't get to talk about Michael Beasley. You talked enough about Michael. Beasley. No, not come on. We only scratched the surface for Michael Beasley. Just because he's having a nice three-game run to this and crowd. Porzingis stunk doesn't matter. The Knicks won. They chanted MVP for Michael Beasley, and he's still the number one trending topic on Twitter. Never heard of? Him. That's all I need. Does I don't care that you never heard of him. That's how good he is. Still number well, I mean, right under Oreo chocolate candy.
2: Well, and but hashtag DieHard Twenty Seventeen coverage.
0: But but that sponsored. No no no. I got Oreo chocolate candy number one, and then Michael Beasley. That's what we have. And
2: Rihanna's getting to run tonight, too. Well,
0: that happens. Good times. Coming up next, we are going to celebrate the life of a legendary sports personality. That's coming up next, the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show, final hour of the show. Yours and my last show before uh, we go our separate ways for the holiday, holiday, holiday break until 2018, and, well, our final hour is going to be spent talking about the life of an absolute broadcast legend. This story breaking just a few moments ago. Dick Enberg has passed away at the age of 82. His daughter informing the Associated Press. According to reports out of San Diego, Dick Enberg suffered a heart attack earlier today and passed away. He was even tweeting this morning dick enberg this tells you he sent a tweet out this morning and in the sometime in the last 12 or 13 hours a heart attack he passes away dick enberg 82 years old he had recently retired remember he was calling padres games for the last few years and and finally had Hung up his microphone, and you talk about a guy that loved to work. You're still doing a podcast. I I don't think Dick Enberg's had a weekend off in a weekend off in his entire career. I mean, like I said, yeah, he was still doing, still staying involved, still doing things. I mean, it's it's amazing this guy he did he did football. He did eight Super Bowls. He broadcast eight Super Bowl games. He started out by calling UCLA basketball. He also did Indiana basketball and Indiana football. He did CFL games during the NFL strike in 1982. Tennis, did U.S. Opens. He did Wimbledons. He did Notre Dame football for a few years. He did Olympics. He did the U.S. Open in tennis. He literally did everything. This guy, he broadcast every game, always did it with class, was the soundtrack to all of our lives. Because no matter when you were born, you have a memory of Dick Enberg doing something. Many people, it's okay. He's, he's doing Padre games. He's Uh, showing up in a a bunch of movies,
2: hosted a bunch of game shows throughout his career, and he was a man of all seasons and showed up uh, every weekend. You expected to see him calling one of the sporting events you sat down to watch.
0: Did Rams? He did. I mean, really, to go through everything he did would take us the entire hour. It would take us the entire hour for Dick Enberg's career. And he was someone who... Always, no matter what he was doing, no matter what game he was, he had genuine excitement. He broadcast with a, it was a very, I I don't, I don't want to say childlike appreciation of the game, but a very pure appreciation of whatever he was broadcasting, whether it was football, baseball, basketball, whatever it was. He had that. And always classy. Always had a funny one-liner now and again. Was always excited to work. You talk about the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters. Dick Enberg is on it. I mean, remember when he started out in L.A.? It was it was Enberg, it was Chick Hearn, Vince Scully, and Bob Miller. I mean, think about it. This was this is how fortunate Los Angeles. That's, These are the guys that started
2: out. That's a hell of a tag team wrestling match in terms of for the all-time greats.
0: I mean, really, on in a Mount Rushmore of broadcasters, he is on the top. He's he's on Mount Rushmore. It's amazing. He and Kurt Gowdy, as as you go through his
2: CV, the only American sportscaster to be selected for the Halls of Fame, the different awards that they give out in football, basketball, and baseball, was the Ford Frick Award winner in 2015. So presented during the Hall weekend. And you you think about that as we, we wrap up 2017 here in the next week and a half, that it took that long to get that recognition. Now it's one of those things. The, this past 12 to 24 months, we've seen a lot of the broadcasters that we grew up with and have been part of our love of, of sport and what got us behind microphones and got us talking about sports both in, in local teams and, and on the national scene that a lot of these guys have hung up their microphones.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show, Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. We're celebrating the life and career of Dick Enberg who passed away earlier today at the age of 82. This news is just minutes old. And of the many things he broadcast, like I said, 8 Super Bowls, world Series, everything he did, ALCS, NLCS. The guy could do everything. I mean, that that's something that is really rare nowadays. People can do events. Could a guy like Joe Buck do well at baseball and football? Yeah, sure. Can he still do great at the Olympics? Could he still really be a great tennis broadcaster? Could he still be a great golf broadcaster? I mean, that's, that's some kind of skill to be able to say, I can do all of these things, and you're going to get a classy first-rate broadcast. because it's t- You can't fake enthusiasm, and it's hard to sound like I'm an expert in something you're not an expert in. And Dick Enberg always found a way. You never I, I, I never doubted the guy the guy didn't didn't know everything there was to know about it. He could have been doing a biathlon event. And I said, Oh, he knows everything about biathlon. Oh, but after
2: all those years, gain that trust. He's in your home each and every weekend, familiar face, unmistakable voice, and those calls. And and as I mentioned, in a lot of movies, and you mm-hmm. all of a sudden like your ears, you know, you, you perk up. It's like, all right. So we, we got Dick Enberg into just in sports movie. Here that he that he's shown up in and it would poke fun uh also at the the position and and the way we treat sports but certainly it just becomes that that knowledge that intimacy is too strong a word but just that familiarity you know the allowing of someone into your house for that many years it's like all right hey dick enberg's on it they they He's the number one guy, and he took this assignment, so it's going to be taken seriously, whatever it might have been.
0: Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How about a uh, Here's one of Dick Enberg's famous calls with his famous "Oh my!" at the end of it. He called the fumble, one of the most famous plays in NFL history, AFC title game between the Browns and the Denver Broncos. Which I know, still Browns fans, but just think back—it's when you were winning. And the Browns, were was a back-and-forth game, one of the most famous games in NFL history. The Browns were on the Broncos' two-yard line, going in for a touchdown that would have forced overtime. But then Ernest Biner fumbled. The Broncos recovered. They went to the Super Bowl, and here's how it sounded.
4: Draw to Biner, Ernest Biner, fumble, Fumbled the ball, and Denver has recovered. Oh, my. Or have they? Let's wait for the official... Don them. there's a war going on under that stack.
0: There it is, Denver's ball at the two yard line. Dick Enberg, Merlin Olson. I mean, I mean, the, the, when I was young, you know, and not to take it back, but when I was young, this these were the guys that were in the middle of their run. Like Dick Enberg in the, in the mid to late 80s, it was Dick Enberg, Merlin Olson, who you heard right there. Kurt Gowdy always did games. Joe Garagiola did games. Al Michaels had started to do a lot. Bob Costas was starting to do things that. I mean, these are the guys, and as time has gone on, well, Kurt Gowdy retired, and you know, all these guys retired, and you Al Michaels is still doing things, obviously, but Dick Enberg just stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed and kept doing things.
2: Well, you think about it. I mean, Al Michaels now in his 70s. I mean, when we start talking about all of these these great names and the ones that have been synonymous with with their respective leagues, I mean, Dick Enberg was one that was able to do everything as we're, we're laying it out here, and you go through just the, the breadth of the sporting events covered, but just that longevity that you still have the passion and, and excitement for that next generation of player. I mean, I remember those calls with Merlin Olsen. Like, mean, that was a great. Tag team. He'd talk about Merlin Olson's career. Olson would make some crack about the guys he played with mm-hmm. and share a laugh and it'd be right back in, <laughs> in the game. I and mean, reminding me a lot of those calls that I listened to growing up with Harry Carey doing games
0: mm-hmm. in Chicago. Bob it's, Trumpy that, doing yeah. NFL games. But, but sure. you don't know, like
2: that seamless and and Vince Scully, We've we've definitely giving you a, a, a lot of that over the years here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, but but going seamlessly from all right, let's interact, let's have a story, but I'm still calling the action on the field. Like nothing's getting past us in the booth. And that's that's a very difficult thing to do, but they made it look so fluid, so easy. And that partnership, you know, just everything that made the, the broadcast that welcoming and led to the fact that hell, he retired last year. I mean, 81 years old, he was still mm-hmm. calling games, and we watched him a lot here with the, the West Coast games, working for the Padres. That you know, but, but the Merlin Olsen, I think that's the one everybody's gravitating to is you're seeing this hit social media, and a lot of people that we know in, in sports broadcasting and, and in radio, they're, they're referencing a lot of those games and, and memories of just that was the, the tag team that you saw each and every
0: week. Frostburg, you got something over there? What do you got? Yeah, we actually have one of Dick Enberg's highlights that I know you, Jason, will actually never, ever, ever forget. Oh, go ahead. Intercepted,
4: and that's trying to be a touchdown. AJ Dewey, what a day for Dewey! It is hard to believe AJ Dewey in six years in the NFL has only two interceptions. for a
0: touchdown. Dewey. yo? <laughs> 1982 AFC championship game. Jets lose to the Dolphins 14-0. J-E-T-E, Jets. In the mud bowl, on the call, Dick Enberg, A.J. Dewey, calling the third of his interceptions, the one he ran back for a touchdown. When Cheating Don Shula knew that the Jets' high-flying offense was coming into town, league rules state, you are supposed to cover the field when there's going to be inclement weather. But Don Shula knew I got a great defense. My offense stinks. The Jets are going to come down here and boat race us. So I'm going to leave the field uncovered. So it was a bleeping mud bowl It was a mistake. For the game. It was an oversight. And we lose 14 We never came You thought it was a perfectly
2: scoring. calculated thing? No. Now, see, here's Absolute the Absolute mistake. Here's the thing. I mean, someone just in their
0: checklist
2: of things to do. I mean, it was so... Uh, no, I can't even
0: sell it. The Jets were <laughs> never going to – they could still be playing that game now. The Jets were still not scoring. That that touchdown was the icing on the cake, but we would have lost 7 nothing. Would have lost 7 nothing because we couldn't do anything on offense that day. But he was on the call. But you know what else he's on the call for? You got to – now you play yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll play it. Do you know what I'm going to We'll play it front? right now, yeah. You I got do. it? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, how about this? All right. He needs 13. He's going. He's wide
4: open. Wesley Walker.
0: O'Brien going for it all to Walker touchdown. Oh my! Fifty-one forty-five Jets Dolphins yo. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-six week yeah. three. Yeah, think about those fantasy Woo. points rolling up. Was Ken that O'Brien? before or after the fake spike? Uh, it was. There was a little bit before. It was slightly before the fake spike. Uh, but believe it or not, I have a couple of really good Dick Enberg stories that I will tell you. Coming up next, one, I'm, st- I'm going to tell you the story, and you're going to say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Then you go, no, I actually do believe that about Dick Enberg. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm a little frightened. No, trust me. Trust me, it turns out fine. It it, it, it turns out fine. Everybody's okay. Everybody, everybody it turns out fine. All right. In fact, there's certain names I still remember because of it. We'll continue to remember the life and career of Dick Enberg. Uh, news breaking just a few minutes ago, passing away at the age of 82. That's coming up next, the Jason Smith Show. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio. It is the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news. You want to save money, go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, The breaking news, about 20 minutes old right now. Dick Enberg has passed away at the age of 82. His daughter confirming his death with the Associated Press. Up until early this morning, Dick Enberg was still tweeting. He was tweeting about his podcast on Podcast
2: One and all the interviews and people that have traveled in and out of his circles.
0: It was called Sound of Success. Now, Dick Enberg had retired as from the Padres a year ago. You know, he decided, I want to come back and finish my career doing Padres games. I mean, that that's what the guy did. He, he did UCLA basketball. He did the Rams. He did so many, did Indiana football, Indiana basketball. He wanted to come back and finish with the San Diego Padres. He did do one game last year with Kirk Gibson uh, coming out of retirement for a one day only uh, broadcast with Kirk Gibson, but even though he retired he was still doing, I mean he's 80 years old now he's doing podcasts. He's doing a weekly podcast. I mean how cool is that? I mean you gotta
2: figure Steve Kerr, John Calipari, the San Diego police chief, uh, champion Olympic runner uh, Beth Moens and then Sean McManus, and then one today that was kind of a best of traveling his career.
0: And he tweeted all the time. Like, he tweeted at least once a day. Like, just a couple days ago it was, I'm going to give you my top five sports nicknames of all time later on this week. You know, he, he he writes about how he loved the Padres getting Freddie Galvis from the Phillies. Finally a shortstop. This is Dick Enberg. These are his tweets of the last, you know, week, week and a half. Unbelievable. Still active still, you know, when you're tired I, I still I got to do something. I want to stay busy. Sports is my life. It's been you know, it's been my thing and and there are many stories that you're going to hear people are going to tell about Dick Enberg over the coming days. And, you know, there's actually two times that I had an interaction with, with Dick Enberg. Once I interviewed him, back when I was hosting uh, Game Day on ESPN Radio on the weekends. This is about, this is like in 2005, 2006, I think. And he came on as a guest because he wanted to promote a one-man play that was happening in Wisconsin about... Was was that the Al McGuire? That was the Al McGuire. He wanted to come on. He says, I'll come on and talk about whatever you want to talk about, but I want to promote this one-man play about Al McGuire. Marquette head coach, they a big Cinderella team that won a national championship. And, you know, like Al McGuire became famous later on as a basketball analyst. He was dancing. Oh, he was that was the big thing. When Syracuse went to the Final Four in 96, Syracuse all said, I want to dance with with Al. So they're all dancing. Al McGuire is dancing. You know, it was a very big deal. And so he says he wanted to talk about it. I said, great. So he comes on and he tells this great story about Al McGuire. And he says, okay, now, you know, wh- what would you like to talk about, Jason? And I'm like, okay, there's actually something very big happened with Mike Tyson around that time and something else. And he answered everything. So it was basically, I know I'm going to come on well, I'm going to talk about this play, and then I'm, you know, then I know I'm going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And not many guys do that because sometimes when people come on the radio uh, because they want to talk about one thing, they spend the whole time doing it. You know, like oh, like hey, I have this, uh, um, I'm doing an event, uh, a beach volleyball thing, and they wind up talking about it for like 14 minutes. You're like, oh, uh, okay, we didn't really get to. Anything. Or no All matter right, what great. you ask, it
2: segues right. into that after right, about into that. 18 seconds. Well, I'm trying seconds. to do this, and yeah, yeah I'm doing
0: that. But Dick was very much, he, he talked about it and said, okay, Jason, now what do you want to talk about? And I was like, all right. And we talked about it. It was awesome because, like I said, I grew up on Dick Enberg. But my real Dick Enberg story is this, and this this is this still to this day, I remember the name of the guy. When I was a production assistant at ESPN, one of, the, one of the big assignments you get at some point is doing the plays of the week. Remember plays we ran forever on ESPN Sunday night? It was mm-hmm. on. You'd see it. And it was your job all week long to get the best plays and to put them all together in some kind of theme. So my very first plays of the week, it was, a, it was in August of 94. August of 94. And so I'm going back. I, the fact I remember this story, this is a 23-year-old bleeping story, and it's like it was yesterday. Dick is doing a preseason football game, and it was the Raiders and the Oilers. And the Raiders had a receiver named Charles Jordan, right? I don't even think he ever made the NFL. But I remember Charles Jordan's name 23 years to this day. He made a phenomenal catch in the end zone for a touchdown, right? Made a phenomenal catch. And Dick Enberg's call was, it's Charles Jordan. Oh, my. And he went crazy about it. And I said, boy, I really want to use that sound full of Dick Enberg. And it was really hard for ESPN to get NBC's permission to use their announcers. Usually that didn't happen. So I called up to, the, to our assignment desk, which is the people that make phone calls for this. And I, I, I call the, the Simon editor. I said, hey, listen, can you call? I really want to get Dick Enberg's you know, call on that Charles Jordan catch for plays of the week. And the guy said to me, are you kidding? Do you think they're going to let me get you Dick Enberg's call to use on, on ESPN? No, that's not going to happen. But the thing is, if you wanted, he had to try. So I, I felt bad. I'm going, oh boy. And people around me are going, you didn't ask him to call to get Dick Enberg's call, did you? I said, yeah. And they're like, that's never, what are you doing? That's never going to happen. I go, but, even, but if they uh, say no, okay. they say no. Right. What right, the but, hell? But, it's an right, eight but it's second like, you know, phone call. Right. But it's something, hey, you guys should know better, all this stuff. So I'm going, oh boy, oh boy. So I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Now I'm kind of nervous. So about five minutes, five minutes go by, 95 minutes. And the phone rings where I am. And I go, this is Jason, Proc13. Uh, hey, Jason. And it was the guy who, who had called, uh, to get permission and i said oh, hey and i was just about to apologize he goes you're all set for dick enberg and i said you are, we, we are? what do you mean we are we talked i i talked to dick and they said he said yes i said what do you mean he called the he called the broadcast booth to get permission and apparently somehow dick enberg wound up here and said yeah yeah they can use it go ahead let him use it so they said okay you can use it, so I had Dick Enberg and place the week. See, there you go. It all all works out hey, kind of Who's strangely. on the phone? ESPN. Why they want to use your sound full call with a Charles Jordan touchdown? Yeah, yeah, good. Now bringing everything <laughs>
2: full circle here. Let's go to Charles Jordan for a moment. Oh, L.A. Raiders in '93. Okay, Packers, Dolphins, Seahawks, and the Packers again, '94 to '99. All right. A cup of coffee with each. An interesting backstory growing up uh, and and playing football in Inglewood and. Had actually been shot a number of times, was charged with murder, charges later dismissed. But he eventually played with the Memphis Maniacs of the XFL in 2001. Really? How Charles about Jordan that? Was with
0: the XFL. Bring it all full oh, circle. Oh wow! Charles all our Jordan. stories of the night. Wow. I re- I re- Charles Jordan. My theme of the week. You know, my theme of the week was. Now I remember. It was Forrest Gump. It was Forrest Gump, and I was allowed to use clips from Forrest Gump for plays of the week. And I remember now. Remember when uh, Forrest, sorry, spoiler, Forrest runs for a touchdown and he, like, keeps running, keeps through, running the, through the tunnel right. like he's Bo Jackson. Right, and the coach goes, who in the hell was that? So my plays of the week was the coach going, who in the hell was that? And then I'm it was Dick Enberg saying, man. oh, my, Charles <laughs> Jordan with a touchdown. And that so it was 93, not 94, because Forrest Gump was 93.
2: It's pretty creative right
0: there. Uh, Char- like I'll, ne- I'll never forget Charles Jordan for that. Hey, you, that? Mean, you mean Dick told you? Yeah, we could use we can use Dick Enberg's call. All right. That's 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 great. All right. And now now people were like, Oh, I guess I can, you know, make phone calls like that from now on. Hey either I, that or they decided you were kind of a big deal. <laughs> hey, Al Michaels, can we use your do you believe in miracles call? We don't, we don't want to pay any money. We just want to use it. Can we use that? All right, great. Sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dick Enberg, what a life again, eighty two years old. Coming up in one minute. We talked about this a few minutes ago. I, don't, I said, I don't care who you want to put on the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters, but Dick Enberg is on that Mount Rushmore. We'll fill out the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters coming up in one minute, but right now, let's find out what's trending from that. Mr. Tom Loon. I love
6: that. We're continuing tonight with our multiple, multiple reports that legendary sportscaster Dick Enberg has died at 82 of a heart attack. He was the soundtrack of many of our lives, as the guys are talking about, called a number of legendary NFL games. Most of us knew him uh, originally from the NFL. He had the drive on NBC, the fumble. Ernest Miner.
4: Fumble. Fumble the ball, and Denver has recovered. Oh, my. Denver's ball. The, two yard.
6: the last Super Bowl Dick Enberg called was in his hometown of San Diego. San Diego,
1: California, dressed in its finest for Super Bowl 32. Qualcomm Stadium
6: awaits the Denver Broncos and the defending champion, Green Bay Packers. Dick Enberg was an NBC guy for a long time. He joined NBC in 1975 for the next 25 years He broadcasts a plethora, a gaggle, a Googleplex of sports events for NBC, including the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, U.S. Open, golf, college football, college basketball, Wimbledon, French Open. The list goes on. Dick Enberg dead at 82. Rest in peace. We now continue talking about Dick Enberg with Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Thank you, Mr. Looney. As always, appreciate it. Fox Sports Radio, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. So Dick Enberg, who has done so many things throughout his career, it's hard to even list what Dick Enberg did. But we'll do it real quick before we get into the Mount Rushmore. He started out calling Indiana football and basketball back in the late 50s, early 60s. Right, So he's calling Indiana basketball. In the late 50s, early 60s. Then in Los Angeles, huge presence here in LA. Uh, he was an anchor at KTLA Channel 5. And now for sports, let's go to Dick Enberg. That's like, that, that's like saying, and for music, let's go to Prince or, or Michael Jackson or Madonna. He did play by play for UCLA basketball, did boxing as well. Then he called the Rams and the Angels for a dozen years on the radio, and on television. Then he went to the network level at NBC. 25 years on the NFL and the NBA. He did eight Super Bowls. He was the voice of the Rose Bowl for so many years. Merlin Olsen, his frequent partner. Then he went to CBS in 2000, and he continued on, did NFL, college basketball, did tennis. Then he went to ESPN, he did tennis. The Orange County Register has a great... Uh, look back at dick enberg's career and then you know we did tennis did a bunch of different things and in 2010 he decided you know what i want to do padres games really dick you want yeah i live here i live in san diego in the la jolla area i want to do padres games so he did about 115 padres games here, all the home games and he did the away games that were close in the, you know in los angeles san sure. francisco he did those games and uh then he had a special call of a dodgers tigers game last year with Kirk Gibson as analyst. He also did game shows. I mean, this is a I mean, you talk about a guy that did absolutely everything. That was Dick Enberg. There's there's no stone unturned. I wouldn't be surprised if you found it he did a, he did pro bowling for a while. I said he did CFL games during the NFL strike in 1982.
2: No, it's like anything. We, oh my, we, eh? I mean, I I don't well, know. Well, we get
0: the thumbnail <laughs> sketch uh, of the
2: career here, right? Cuz you're going to go to the the broad brush of here's the the top level stuff, but with the assignments, with the the network, and you remember all of your wide world of sports and derivatives on each network for a number of years that I'm sure that that we'll go through and we'll find some Earl Anthony and Mark Webb calls. (laughs) Earl Anthony. Oh, Uh, wow. You know, a a legend.
0: Uh, A couple of uh, facts about what happened today. Enberg's daughter said the family got concerned when he didn't arrive on his flight to Boston on Thursday, and that's when they went and checked on him at home. He was inside his house with his bags packed, so he was getting ready to leave and get on a plane when he suffered a heart attack. Again, Dick Enberg has passed away at the age of 82. But let's look Let's look at the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters because that's where Dick Enberg is on there ahead of anybody else you want to put on there because of the body of work is what he's done. I mean, no one has had the career. Not one person has had the career of Dick Enberg. And certainly there are great broadcasters now, but their careers are still going. You know, you think about the great play-by-play guys we have now. But they're in the middle of their career. So you look at guys, nobody had his career. He's the first name. He's the first face you etch on Mount Rushmore as Dick Enberg, who no matter what sport you were a fan of, he touched you at some point in your youth, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, wherever you are. But you want to put the guys alongside him, and and I'll go here. I'll go Dick Enberg, Howard Cosell, because of what he did for broadcasting in general. You know, you loved him, you hated Howard Cosell, but the guy was a legend, and he brought broadcasters into a new era. He did something that wasn't possible. You, you, You saw broadcasters as more than just people who just said what was going on. Come on, he was embracing debate before it was cool. He he was. He was, he did some things, boy that ooh, I'll tell you what. I I don't know I don't know that I would have done some things that Howard Cosell did. I want to go back and watch that movie with John Turturro. You know, Cosell did one thing, just to real just to give you an example. It was before one of the big Frazier uh Foreman fights, which was the Thrill of Manila? Was that was that Foreman Frazier? Because the uh, Rumble in the Jungle was Ali and Ali Foreman, right? Foreman, so know. he was getting set to do that. And right. I watched a documentary on him once, and Cosell was in a limo ride. He was going to interview uh, George Foreman about the fight. And he walks in, and he goes, George, I just came from George Frazier's camp. And he said he's going to knock you out in three rounds. And then George Foreman goes nuts. What well, he said, what? I'm going to beat the crap out of Getting great video, all stuff for, for whatever he's going to use this for on TV. And then they show him he's in a limo, and he goes over to George Frazier's camp. And he goes into George's goes. George, I just came from George Foreman's camp. He said he's going to knock you out in three rounds. And Frazier goes, what? He said that blah, blah, blah. Completely made all of that up, but got great video and great reaction from those guys. I mean, Howard Cosell, he was a different guy. He was a different broadcaster. So I'll go Enberg. I'll go Cosell. I will also go Keith Jackson. The long and illustrious career he had calling college football games, and there was no voice more soothing than than hearing Keith Jackson call a college football game. And lastly, on there, because he's done so many, again, many, a big career like Dick Enberg, I'll go with Vin Scully. Because people, you know, when Vin Scully retired, he was the voice of the Dodgers, but all the national games he did, all the football games he did, he did the catch. He's another guy. He had a very much Dick Enberg like career. Well, whereas Vin Scully spent most of the time the last 20, 30 years of, of his career just with the Dodgers, he had had a huge, national career, before. So I'll go with the four of them on the Mount Rushmore Broadcaster.
2: No, and that's the interesting thing, right? For a lot of us, you're thinking about the breadth of their careers and all of the stuff, we, you know, Cosell and, you know, Thurlow and Manila, Ali Frazier, and you're talking Foreman and, and Frazier and, and all of these different matches that, that Howard Cosell had. But for a lot of us, you know, you have the regionalized baseball broadcasters are what spring to mind, right? Growing up in Chicago, you rushed home to to listen to what Harry Carey was going to wax poetic about and who he was going to spell backwards uh, and how many times he would make a nod to the people in the stands, i.e. the co-eds in the bleachers uh, that his director of photography was so fond of pointing out for him. So you have, have those, and, and those are part of you know, the love of the game or wherever you grew up here in Los Angeles, certainly Vince Scully takes that and you you mentioned the the history, but most remember him only as the voice of the Dodgers. That you don't remember that there was there was a lot of national broadcasting and, and certainly football games mixed therein. You know, we, we go through the the rest of the list of your top broadcaster. I mean you go back to, to Jack Buck and what he meant to to the game. And the number of sports and some of the great calls of all time, and currently Al Michaels still doing all of that. And how many uh, do we have to pay him if we say anything about miracles? Uh, uh, you can know. just Is say that, like that? that. Is that like, it's Michael, not like Michael Buffer? Buffer no, 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 no. He shows up outside your door. You can say to you cash? can say
0: let's get ready. Then he can stop and say other a th- couple of things, and then you can say you know Rumble. But I think you put them all together. Yeah, you can't uh, you string them together no, with no, no. A, a high
2: vo- vocal inflection. I get you. Yeah, they. The last slot on that is certainly interesting, and I think it gets regionalized. Ernie Harwell, you sure, know, you go through and, and how much
0: baseball versus so. Well, it's that, also that people with a national. Everything. It's people yeah. with nat more national uh, profiles. Yeah, like Chick Hearn would be, but Chick was look, Chick was a Southern California right. legend, and Chick was so great, but he didn't have the national profile just because that's what he did. It's not make one one person better than the other. No, it's sure. just These are guys that everybody has heard of. Whereas you people go for a long time and go, well, I heard Chick Hearn is great, but you know if you weren't a Laker fan, you didn't grow up, you didn't listen to Chick. Hearn. Well, that's the beauty
2: of the last you know ten to fifteen years, right? The the change and the ability to go and buy your subscription and sample a little bit of every local broadcast.
0: Now we mention Vin Scully and Dick Enberg on the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters. It was in December 2016, just a year ago, when Dick Enberg retired, decided he was done, and he walked away from. His career hung up as Mike before he started doing podcasts and still staying to work. Where Vin Scully appeared at Dick Enberg's retirement ceremony and talked about the great one.
7: Hi, this is Vin Scully up in Los Angeles talking to all the good folks in San Diego about certainly a favorite subject. I am honored, delighted, thrilled, and happy to salute Dick Enberg, one of my friends and for whom I have tremendous respect. Dick has done every sport imaginable and more importantly, he has done them perfectly. I don't mean pretty good or good or very good, I mean perfectly. That rich voice, the fact that he knew exactly what he was talking about, and it didn't make any difference whether it was football or basketball or baseball or tennis, even some golf as well. So Dick, Delighted for the opportunity to salute you, even though we are a couple of hundred miles away from each other. Wherever I am, if your name comes up, I will say from my heart, as good as they
0: come. That was on the big diamond vision at Petco during the retirement ceremony. Vin Scully, of course, was not there, but that was played on the, uh, on, on the big scoreboard. Just an awesome tribute from one legend to another Vince Scully paying tribute to Dick Enberg I mean the two of them my goodness my goodness it's as good as it gets you forgot Brett Musburger Brent's still going and before I put Brent on there I want to see how he does handicapping in Vegas before I put Brent on We need Brent to get some there, actual numbers yeah, there Yeah I, I got right. you know I got a second down and not I got to you know I got we got to get some numbers on Brent Coming up next hey you know what we have a play of the night as we remember many of the great calls of the career of Dick Enberg. It's coming up next to Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio
1: and good evening everyone. My time has and good evening everyone. My time has come to move to the next
4: phase of my life. I used to sit with my dad in the garage The sawdust, that pine saw in the moss, around every spring when the winter thaw, we'd huddle around the radio, twist the broken eye Couldn't have been older than ten, but to me and my friends, the voice on the other end might as well have been God. At the
1: time I was fairly young, uh, this was my first Assignment on national television and she had UCLA in its dynasty. Uh and then you draw back and after 15 20 25 years, now I said, My gosh, of all the things I've done, the very first time I was on national yeah. television is the most significant game. Hello, I'm Dick enberg
4: and welcome to our very first edition of NBC. That Sports. light rain demon in that night game. Can't stop now. Keep moving, no break pads. All American final, the gentleman final coming up live. Rumble the, the ball and denver Recovered! Oh, my. Three-point Oh, my. James Stewart is the 1999 U.S. Open
1: champion. Oh, my. Yeah, oh, my. has been a, an expression, a great friend of mine for over 50 years of my career. And never have those two words expressed more personal joy than at this very moment?
4: It's my city, my city, childhood, my
0: life, that's right, under those lights.
1: For all of us in the world to celebrate a lot that was good, good for all the athletes and good for all of us, a multitude of moments that should inspire the children who will follow.
0: Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show. Great news. You want to save money? Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. And maybe you'll be doing this. Uh, A very, very special play of the night coming your way in a couple of minutes as we celebrate the life of Dick Enberg, who passed away earlier today at the age of 82. You know, we've talked a lot in the last hour of the the accolades, the things that Dick Enberg has done, but just to just to hear certain things about him. He's the only person to win an Emmy as a sportscaster, a writer and a producer. Nobody else has done that. He's done it. He did a podcast that just went up today, brand new one today. Still in retirement after retiring as the play-by-play voice of the San Diego Padres, the Sound of Success podcast He had a veteran TV producer and executive, Andy Friendly, on the show with him. A new one went up today. And Dick Enberg was tweeting about it earlier this morning. Hey, new one is up. You know, please go listen to it. All told, he did 28 Wimbledons, 10 Super Bowls. So one-fifth of all the Super Bowls that we've seen, Dick Enberg has done. Eight NCAA men's championship games, including the Magic Johnson-Larry Bird game. In 1979. Then, and then he went on to do, like I said, many other things. He did some CFL. He did some, a bunch of other things. He was local for the Rams and the Angels and finishing up with the San Diego Padres. But there was nothing the guy couldn't do. Nothing.
2: Won all the awards for the Halls of Fame. You go to the Ford c Frick Award in 2015. Almost, you know, one of those that the Lifetime Achievement Awards. That you you hate to see that you know a lot of men don't get to, and and women don't get to those accolades, uh, in time they they get them posthumously that, that fortunately got in. You look at the Pro Football Hall of Fame Roselle Award '99 and the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in 1995. I mean that that trifecta, rarefied air. Kirk Gowdy, the only other one to be recognized as frequently by those major bodies. So, I mean, you're talking about a career that just spanned. I can't wait to really just dive into the, deep, do the deep dive to find all those bowling calls and <laughs> horse racing calls and everything else that was Oh my! That Seattle wasn't. Slew!
0: But you know what I mean? All these top
2: levels, we're talking about national championships. Oh forever. my!
0: Earl Anthony with the seven ten
2: split! Over that long haul of a career, there's a lot of it. And I'm sure some of the pilots and old episodes of the game shows he hosted will be arriving on the internet as well. I mean, just an amazing career. And, you know, we, we all had him at, at some point in, in our histories and, and what got us in to calling games, some of us and others behind the microphone to yell here made us fans and sucked us in as part of our weekly broadcast viewing experience.
0: You know what? What's amazing to see right now is on my timeline on Twitter. You know, obviously we're putting out the news and we're talking about the Hall of Fame, the uh, the Mount Rushmore broadcasters and games that Dick Enberg has done that stuck out to you. My game is fifty-one forty-five, very famous uh, Jets Dolphins game. Back in the 1980s when Ken O'Brien beat the Dolphins in overtime. And people are saying, I'll, rem- I'll never forget he did the broadcast of the Bills beating the Raiders 51-3. I'll never forget he did Don Baylor's home run call when he hit the foul pole in the 1979 ALCS. These are all memories that it's like, oh yeah, he did this and he did this. All big games, all championship games, all ALCS, NLCS, NFC title games, AFC title games. the omelette. Leon Le- is He's the Leon one that Led probably game. jumps out. Did Ernest Biner We played that. He did. He did so yep. many of these things. So what we're going to do right now for a very special play of the night, we've put together a very hard work done by our, our crew, Alex Teicher, Justin Frostberg, some of the best calls of the career of Dick Enberg, who passed away earlier tonight at the age of 82. It's the Jason Smith show on Fox sports radio. Let me kick things off for Dick by saying, Dick, Oh my
1: and good evening, everyone.
0: My time
1: has come to move to the next phase of my life. Uh, this was my first assignment on national television. And you had UCLA in its dynasty. Uh, and then you draw back, and after 15, 20, 25 years, now it's a my gosh, of all the things I've done, the very first time I was on national yeah. television is the most significant game. Hello, I'm Dick Enberg, and welcome to our very first edition of NBC's. Under that
4: Sports Light in that night game. Can't stop now, keep moving, no break. All American final, the gentleman final coming up live. Rumble the ball and Denver has recovered. Oh my! Three pointer in Oh my! Dean Stewart is the 1999 U.S. Open
1: champion. Oh my! Yeah, oh my! It's been a, an expression, a great friend of mine for over 50 years of my career, and never. Have those two words expressed more personal joy than at this very moment? For all of us in the world that celebrate a lot that was good. Good for all the athletes and good for all of us. A multitude of moments that should inspire the children who will follow.
0: Phenomenal, Phenomenal tribute to Dick Enberg produced by UCLA. They did this in February of this year. Great job finding that so we can go out and talk about the legend one last time, Dick Enberg, Uh, again. I mean, look, there's nobody who I think loved what he did more than Dick Enberg, because he could have taken many weekends off and never did. And there he was
2: for us each and every weekend. Rest in peace.
0: For Mike Harmon, I'm Jason Smith. Coming up next, straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell. This is Fox. From BBC Radio 4,
1: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
2: I thought